the White House, President Eisenhower signs the proclamation that makes Alaska's entry into the Union official, nearly 92 years after Lincoln's Secretary of State bought the territory from the Russian Tsar for $7 million. The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Barney Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. The exclusive home of Frontier Gear, built for the rugged Alaskan terrain. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor needs. Visit Barney's today at 906 West Northern Lights. Arbor Digital, the forefront of digital assets, cryptocurrencies, and wealth management. Providing a low-cost, research-based investment strategy for Alaskans looking to invest their hard-earned money. Visit arborcapital.io today to put your money to work. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. TheTreeHouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. The Connoisseur Lounge, Alaska's premier locally owned and operated cannabis retailer, located in the heart of Palmer, Alaska. Their cultivated products include Snowcap Romance, Aurora Haze, Superglue, and much more. Find them at theconnoisseurlounge.net. AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation, with exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full-spectrum diamond sauce cards, and more. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. The Bait Shack, located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They are the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek tight lines and fish on come hook into the action with them hit them up at thebaitshackak.com anchor town dogs located on fourth avenue across from the old fourth avenue theater look for the blue and gold umbrella from reindeer dogs to bomb euros they've got you covered anchor town dogs your local gourmet hot dog and sausage cart Crude Magazine, Alaska-based media outlet using the last frontier as a springboard to discover larger truths about the cultures of our great state. Read more at crudemag.com. Lawn Pro AK, Alaska's year-round professional property maintenance team. Services include snow and ice management, weekly lawn care, and more. Get your free estimate today at lawnproak.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off of Arctic and 58th, handcrafted Alaskan-made colonial ciders. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Stop by today and taste an award-winning cider. 
Lady with a Plan, your own Alaska event planner. From scouting the perfect location to planning the tiniest details, specializing in event management and production for intimate social gatherings. Find Lady with a Plan on Instagram. Yeah, it like almost looks fake, doesn't it? It does, yeah. 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 You know you know it's funny the first time. Ooh, with the bubbly. <laughs> caffeinated bubbly. The caffeinated bubbly. Yeah. The good kind. Dude, this is 30. This is 30. <laughs> this is 30. <laughs> yeah, this is 40. Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess I'm 34, so I can't I can't claim 30. I'm gonna have you bring that a little closer to you, actually, and put this up right there. How's that? Perfect. Good. Perfect. Here we go. Perfect. Cool. Yeah, the first time I ever saw the Grand Canyon, we were like racing from Phoenix to get to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were on our way to Vegas. We were making a push from Phoenix to Vegas, and we were going to stop and see it on our way, and we got there right when the sun went down. Oh, yeah. And I was like, fuck, man. <laughs> like, we got here, and all the tour buses are like pulling out. We roll up, and I'm like, damn, man. Like, we came all this way. Mm. I'm not totally sure I'm ever going to come back. I was only 18 or 19 or something like that. Wait, why were you bummed? Because the sun went down? Well, I wanted oh, to you see, see. I, Well, I want to see it, but the kicker is we get there. We roll into the parking lot. We're kind of like, oh, man, the sun just went down. We go ahead and spark a blizz, take care of that. Full moon, dude comes up mm-hmm. and just illuminates oh, the whole the like crevasse cr- like the whole canyon valley yeah in like the most epically perfect yeah light and it was like i saw the whole i could see down in it i could yeah. see the river i could see across i feel like i could see like a mile in every direction yeah because the moon was so huge and bright so my like my uh visual memory of grand canyon is under moonlight yeah which i imagine is pretty cool like i'm sure there's lots of people that have seen it that live there but for a guy who's not going to go there to see it very often yeah um and and i say it looked fake like you know i i've I've heard people agree that it looks fake in person during the day yeah but like at night it was like the definition and everything from the light was so it was like it was looking at a fake picture yeah but it was it was a cool show. Did you get a picture it. on your Burberry? <laughs> the, the Blackberry? The Blackberry? The Blackberry? <laughs> That's what I meant to say. Uh, I Six think, megapixels. I don't even think I was that like that t- that fucking level, dude. I think I was the, the Nokia candy bar phone back yeah. then. That was like yeah, that was like oh one, dude. Yeah, two thousand two maybe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I mean, Blackberry was out. I still have that phone. The BlackBerry? No, no, I oh, never oh, had a BlackBerry. Oh. That had too many buttons, dude. Yeah. I how the hell did you even know how to like? I, don't I know, feel man. like with the BlackBerry, they tried to put it in a bunch of like political shows. Like when you watch mm. old TV, maybe not even old TV, House of Cards. Um, House of go. Cards, they have uh, the BlackBerry, but they were like trying to push it that way, and then. Apple must have just had yeah, stronger marketing. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, you're important. You yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, oh, all oh, the yeah, politicians yeah. have the BlackBerry. Yeah. yeah. If you're a business guy, uh, a corporate guy, it's like, yeah. oh, my emails, you know, I'm on yeah. the BlackBerry. I need 80 buttons. And then, and then the, like, <laughs> the user interface, yeah, exactly. The user interface and, like, all the shit that came along with the iPhone was yeah. like, whoa, wait a minute. Way easier. 
way easier. And stupid ass motherfuckers like me actually know how to use it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so the, that's the key. That's, it needs to be smarter than me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Uh, welcome to Alaska Wild Project, episode 75. We have Cody Liska from hey, Crude Mag here. Thanks for coming in, man. Yeah, dude. Thanks for the t-shirt. Oh, yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. yeah. You're welcome. Looks good on you. Uh, before we recorded, I was I was telling Cody that uh, about the Arrogant Mind shirt was like, I wore that one out, dude. The one with the teeth. Yeah. And who did you say created that design? Sebastian Garber. He's the graphic designer for Crude. Okay. Yeah. Where did you get that from? Like that idea? Sebastian's like kind of a... Uh, He's just kind of a, a savant, and okay. so he'll just come up with stuff. Um, he has this notebook where he's just like doodling, you know, coming Excuse up with me. stuff and just throwing it on. Yeah, paper. exactly. He's like, yeah. "How does this look? How does this look? How does this look?" And like, send me, you know, a PDF with like twenty pages, yeah. and then we'll pick one. That was the one. Yeah, that was the I one. What did you guys it, call that shirt? Chomper. Oh, Chomper? I didn't know that's that. That's what we called it. Well, that's what he called it. It's kind of like one of those things where maybe internally you call it something. And yeah. then I think it was on the website. I think it said Chomper, Chomper T. I think that's what it was. And then, um, but a lot of people bought it at the premiere party. So, so there was mm. no, you know, we're not saying Chomper T. It's just like, oh, I like that one. I'll get that. Oh. And then it got dubbed Chomper T. Well, I think Sebastian called it that. Okay. And so like when, when he it sent created? it to me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. What, what would you say before that? What would it represent? The, the teeth? The, the grill? Yeah, I felt like it was like a no, no, no. Group. What was it called again? Arrogant Minds. Well, Arrogant yeah. well that Minds. was the name of the magazine. Issue three, yeah. Issue three. Okay, right? yeah, issue yeah. three. Arrogant Minds. Okay. Now, are you talking about Taking the premiere here. when we all perform? When we performed? Yeah, you know, the whole show. Okay, yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that was a big one. That was a good. Yeah, one. I remember um, opening. So it was in the Ice Bar Coots, and then opening the door. Like if you walk in, there's a door that leads outside next to the bar. Yeah, mm -hmm. and uh, that's where my, you slip your homie in. Like, is, is it really? <laughs> <laughs> and then Come my on, wife man. was like, "Check this out, Cody." Um, and she opened the door, and the line just like it went all the way uh, down that street, so mm -hmm. to the door, and they were all coming into the crude party. Oh, so that was, was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a whole bunch of coworkers there. It was like the first time they'd ever heard what, me what year was perform. That? 2015. Okay. Not too many years ago then. I mean. Was that one of your last performances? No. Maybe? The last performance I did actually ended with the cherry on top. We opened for uh, Nas at Moose's Tooth. Oh. No big deal. Outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, That right, was 2000. Shout that was 18. Nas. Yeah. 18 or 19, I think. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think 18. I missed it, man. I thought, was I moose hunting or something? Was it in the fall? Yeah, I think it was in the fall. Sorry, now it's a moose hunting. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's like anything, anybody has anything going on in September, I'm like, God damn it, man. Can I don't know like, if it was September. I, mi I missed I missed uh, Wu-Tang when they were up here. Mm -hmm. I, I was with Daniel, sheep hunting. Yeah, yeah, I was supposed to, I was supposed to perform like, then, and then yeah, we were sheep man. hunting. Yeah. Sorry, Wu. God, damn. <laughs> we had to get that sheep. <laughs> Maybe yeah. for the children, but it's not for Daniel. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. We didn't we get did a sheep, though, didn't no, we? No, not that trip. Dang it. Should have went no. to the Wu-Tang concert. <laughs> we got close. We found one, but it you know all those like nights and all those performances it's just one big blur yeah it's all one show yeah to me like people will like bring up certain things certain remember like when? moments or remember this and i'm just like Phew. yeah no way i don't remember i remember like none of it <laughs> yeah well i think when you're in the moment it's like oops when you're in the moment it's like uh you're living in the present 
And yeah. so only upon reflection can you be like, oh my gosh, that was crazy. But I think it's kind of better in that way because you mm. might you might psych yourself out if you're like thinking about the whole grand scheme of everything. Yeah. You're thinking about other performers and everything rather than like, all right, I just need to get my part good. And then, you know, I trust that say Josh is going to do his part. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's exactly point, what it man. was. It was yeah. all in the moment. And especially for me, because I don't know, man, I had the baddest, worst memory. I don't know how many times I would just fuck up my own verse, really? my own song. And I would, and no one, would, I would just have to freestyle. I was so good, good yeah, enough no to freestyle yeah, yeah. that no one would know unless people really knew the words. Yeah. You know, where there's probably a few that knew the words, but the majority of people are just there at a party. Yeah. And I would just mess up and Josh would know. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because oh, he knew yeah. the words. He knew my words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's just like, oh, okay. Does he right. know some of the Spanish verses? Oh, yeah. He could do, yeah, he could do awesome. Spanish verses, too. That's awesome. Definitely. Yeah, he loved to do the Spanish ones. and good, too. Yeah. Josh actually was really good at Spanish. Like, we yeah. could communicate a lot in Spanish. Um, you know, he grew up with Ernie Gomez in their house, and then we had a lot of Hispanic friends, and, of course, my family. Mm. So he was always around at, like, dinner and shit like that and just, yeah. you know, picking up stuff, and he was a fast learner. I don't know if he ever – actually, he probably did take Spanish at East. We all took Spanish he's at East. He's sharp, though. He just, like – Yeah, he's got it down. He picks he's got it up. a memory. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My memory is terrible. Maybe he knows Latin, like the base of all that stuff, and so he can just pick up languages perfectly. He probably Maybe. Does. Yeah. Probably yeah. doesn't. He Let's doesn't know yet. <laughs> we'll have to see if Josh Boots knows Latin. <laughs> Just writes a whole song in Latin. Yeah. Like, this wow. is incredible. <laughs> this one's for the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think that's the last time Josh performed, too. Was that Nas? Yeah, because last I time know. I saw you guys was in Big Lake. When we did that one outside? Yeah, with like 36 and. Oh, the rock show? Yeah, I forgot what it was called. It was Summer Bash or something. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, that was weird. You had a couple of young bloods in there that were like kind of coming up. Hip hop guys in Alaska. I don't remember their names. Yeah. Yeah, well, we always try to help young And it dudes. was like muddy and it was like a mosh pit and it was fun. Yeah. It was. It was. It was, it was a good fun mix. night. That was a fun night, actually. Yeah. yeah. Crashed at Gary's that night. And yeah. It was a no, no kids weekend. Oh, I didn't have kids then. <laughs> kind of had to be. Yeah. <laughs> the kids were the last thing on my mind. <laughs> that how long ago that was? Oh, yeah. Oh, I guess it was, huh? Well, yeah. Well, no. Okay. Well, I put out the album in ago, 2010, maybe. and I had my first, I had Mateo that December. And then it was like all downhill after that. How many kids do you have? I got two boys. Okay. Yeah. And then after that, I was like, uh, well, I can't be up all weekend. Yeah. You know, in the club. <laughs> was that cool? Did you like that? Or was it kind of hard to do to separate yourself from that life? Um, I th I think it was a tough transition to like to make that transition to just like mm. pure dad life. Um, but it was necessary. Yeah. It was necessary. I was wilding. Yeah. Oh, where you were? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was wilding. <laughs> it was time to settle down. And I did, which was good. Yeah. Um, but it was, it was you more live, you than, live longer that way, but it was more than what people didn't realize was like, you know, back then there was obviously no internet, no social media, no mm. nothing. So yeah. leading up to a show, let's say we had a show on the 31st of August, like we would print out like 5,000 flyers, mm -hmm. like August 1st and spend 
the next four weeks going out and passing out flyers and selling CDs mm-hmm. where we would just be like hitting the streets like crazy. I'd be at UA, I'd be at hockey games, I'd be like downtown, I'd be anywhere there was people, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And just right, like right passing out, out flyers. Trunk. Right, right out, out the, the trunk. trunk. Yeah, right out the trunk. <laughs> yeah. right? Just like UGK. E- E40 style. <laughs> yeah. And just like promoting it. So we would sell, you know, pass out like 5,000 flyers. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Just to make sure that people would show up to the show. And so it was, and so that turns into, I got to go to work, honey. I got to go pass out these flyers. And were you also working at that time? And so this was just in addition to that. I always worked. Yeah. I always worked. I always, like, I got my school district job in 2001. Yeah. So, and that's like, and I worked for Delta and I was going to UAA all at the same time. What were you doing for Delta? I was, um... Uh, what this do you is call? just my podcast now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah keep answering your question. <laughs> Let's just flip the script here. <laughs> you can't help it. <laughs> here, you want a notepad? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you want to yeah. take this over? Yeah. Or what? <laughs> Give me the notepad. <laughs> uh, turn into an interview. <laughs> I work. I work nights ramp, so it'd be okay. like ten to like you know three in the morning yeah and there was only like two flights that would come in so there'd be like a midnight flight and then there was like a 1 a.m flight that mm-hmm. would come in and we'd do all really that hard for like four hours yeah yeah okay. and i remember like sleeping in the belly of the plane you know they would give you this you'd have to buy the huge jacket with the fur and all the gear i would just be sleeping in the belly of the plane with my foot like on the little, <laughs> like dracula <laughs> yeah man just like that because i'm like freezing yeah, and i okay. would just put my foot on the um the little belt where the bags would come up and yeah. i would just wait till my till i woke up because the, the bags are coming oh that's smart yeah. and oh, so i would just be up. sleeping in there and <laughs> yeah, then it'd yeah. be like go time yeah just, do, 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 you know what i'm saying F- 300 bags like stacked up perfectly yeah. you know in there and then it was like okay time to go home and i'd have to wake up and go to my school go to school and go to my school district job yeah depending on the day well every day i had to go to the school district job and that was rough because i was at bartlett my first year and okay. i had to be there at seven so mm. i would sleep like four hours and i'm still trying to party like i'm still like yeah, passing yeah. out flyers and like doing all this stuff it was it was dude i don't know how i did it like I can't even like do living, a hangover. Living now, fast. Like. Yeah, I can't deal with hangovers. Oh, it's a three day no. process. Oh, yeah, absolutely. It is a three day process. That's crazy you said that because I've, uh, my brother is 30. Oh my gosh, is he 31 or 32? My brother Colton and him and I talk about like, you know, hangovers are, it's not worth it. It's you know, not but, worth it. But I think that that might separate. Some people don't get hangovers, actually. That's weird. It's really weird. Um, it's not fair. It's, <laughs> I mean, kind of. I think it is though, because like, um, give me some perspective. I yeah, <laughs> hit me with that perspective. <laughs> I think you know. I'm. I think that. Um, let me see. There's this thing that I read on Reddit a while back, and every once in a while there will be this ask Reddit that's like, you know, older folks have read it. Like, what's some advice you would give to? The younger folks have read it. And one that I remember that I just love is like, be boring. And then it's like, let me explain. You know, when your friends are going out and partying and you have the option to stay home and work on something that's like a creative project or something that kind of fills your soul or feeds your soul, do that. Because it, it may seem lame, you know, that idea of like uh, FOMO, if you're yeah. missing out. Yeah, it's like, oh, dang, I'm, I'm not going to be with all my homies, you know, partying and everything. But you know, a month later, you're like, oh, well, for me, I'm like, oh, I finished an article. Achieve, and that's out into the world. Something. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rather than there's never been one moment. <laughs> I've been to a lot of great parties with my friends, but there's never been one time where I'm like, 
wake up the next morning. I'm like, God, I'm so stoked. I have a hangover. <laughs> you never, never no. once. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, or you wake well, up next. Well, I think the problem when when we're <laughs> I've been yeah. with the same woman for a long time. Well, so. just a guy in general with the, who struggles with waking up okay, a hangover okay, okay. on the single side, right? Like yeah. it's just like what? <laughs> hangover, okay. in some weird place. <laughs> this gal doesn't quite look like she did last night. It's <laughs> oh. like where where was I? Where was? I? Where's my money? Yeah, where, I mean, it's like who are these women? Where's my money? Co- Cody's all successful over here, completing projects and shit. And I'm over here hurting. Well, it's funny you say that completing projects because we had a studio for as long as I can remember. We always had a studio, so even if we weren't like going out, Arctic Flow. Yeah, we would, yeah. we would be at the studio, which was like a party, but it was kind of doing both things. Yeah. We're still being creative. And doing things, but we're also partying. And I, I mean, Shit, studio nine out of party. ten times we wake up and like that was garbage. We yeah. were hammered. And you like listen oh, to it and it was yeah. just all trash. Yeah, it's yeah. like we gotta do that again. Totally. You know what I'm saying re-record it. But yeah. sometimes you get some gems. You know what I'm saying? You'd get some really good gems. Do you have one in mind? Where you where you woke up and you're like, I don't remember anything, but I mean, because so for Stephen King, he doesn't remember writing Cujo, but like he love he reads it and he's like, dang, this would be awesome to remember this, but I was so messed up on cocaine that he doesn't. It was like, can you imagine falling asleep and then you're like, oh, what's this? And it's Cujo, you know, like yeah, it's just an just epic award winning story. Yeah, exactly. So I mean, like, do you have anything like that? I do, I yeah. do. I have one and we never put it out. It's it was to a ghost face. Actually, I could probably play it. Actually, man, ooh. All right, let me look it up real quick. And okay. so it was basically me and Josh when we had our studio on Arctic. And we were just like, we would just put on like beats and like go in and write something really quick. And then he'd write something really quick and maybe freestyle the chorus or the hook. Mm-hmm. And then it would just, you know what I'm saying? And then the, this is one of the best ones that we've ever, I mean, we like it. I mean, it's still, it's, I guess I have to play it. Man, can we play that? Should I play it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I want to hear it. Right, Absolutely. Let me, find it. let me find it. We haven't heard any tunes on the show in a long time. So we had this idea to put out another like Star Spangled Grammar, yeah. you know, thing, and we created yeah, yeah, this yeah. mixtape, and it was all the, dude. I have so many songs that we never put out, um, and this one was called Ghost because um, it was a go to a ghost face beat. Let me see if I'm connected to this thing real quick, really quick. Um, no, I don't want Apple Music. Uh, Bluetooth. Did you guys name the song? It was just called Ghost, Ghost? because it was because it was a Ghostface song, Ghostface beat. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, okay, here we go. Let's see. Did you Bluetooth it? Hey man, what's that fool looking at, man? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That motherfucker's bugging over there. One headphone flipped in, one out. You got the speakers on out there? Looks like a mannequin, mannequin. Here, echo. Yo, now what goes up? Yes, it must come down. Your dreams, your hopes, your aspirations round and round. You better be prepared for that weather double lead. For that time that surely comes, visibility is fair. The post, so don't ignore your opportunities at the door. Ready, willing, able, like when Cain disabled Abel Or when Abraham was able to put his son up on that table Now that's what I call sacrifice and that's what I call appetite Hungry for the hungry, search the land for milk and honey Don't settle for the ghetto, Pinocchio's Geppetto I'm reaching for the stars like the trees up in the dark Howling towards the moon like wolves but never stop like sharks Circle 
in the waters feeding off the weak and feeble I wish to be that guy didn't like to deliver me from evil But if I could do all that good would it ever reach the people I guess I'll have to live and learn for that there is no equal Yeah, circle in the water, search circle in the water, search circle in the water Feeding off the weak and feeble Circle in the water, search circle in the water Circle in the water, feeding off the weak and feeble I wish to be the guy that like to deliver me from evil I wish to be the guy that like to deliver me from evil I wish to be the guy that like to deliver me from evil Deliver me from evil, deliver me from evil Channels with bloody handles, my buddy scramble Running back and forth through the gravel I threw a handful back at him Quarterback and through traffic Quote immaculate graphics, living vision and passion Energized, liquefied, flying through vanilla sky Peeling back the skin over my eyes Uncover lies, the root of all evil Beneath the needle, they weebling wobbly Evenly, probably breathing, they ought to be Respirating at faster paces of past the chases Little baskets of paper, basket in the flavor Don't waste it, soak it up, let it savor All the ocean since I gave her frozen water would have melted in a minute I'm independent, forget it, I give it like how I get it Sicker than you admit it, dick in a hating critic Flow just tastes acidic and it's like I never left, homie I'm never falling off, Josh Boots never call the cops Yeah, I beat your ass myself That was it Dude, that's awesome, Very I love nice. that That was sick <laughs> what, what year did you guys make that? Oh man just That's a good question, dude. That's probably like 2011, 2011, maybe 2009. I've been listening to a lot of uh, Capone Noriega again. Yeah, oh, I mean, nice. that, I, I just love that stuff. You yeah. know, what's so funny is like I'm a big music fan. And so every Thursday night, right, like music comes out and I'll, I'll listen to everything. Um, and something that's really interesting to me is so I also I'll do I'll do Spotify and I'll go through that and then I'll go to Datpiff and then I'll go through all that <laughs> because I just I love mixtapes. Yeah. I love mm. like shitty recordings because mm. what it is it's like discovering someone that's just amazing. So I don't know, do you know who Mano is? This was a yes. while ago. So mm-hmm. he came out with this this uh mixtape called Hand of God and it was just like that was like my favorite shit when it first came out and it's right when he got out of jail and so in my mind, my favorite like rap music is giving me this perspective that I'm not familiar with, you know, like show me, show me something that I'm not familiar with. And that's why like something with like Compote Noriega, uh, Mayno, um, like it's, it's showing me something that I, that's not a life that I grew up, but I'm interested in that story, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, then that, I mean, the reason I brought up like Compote Noriega is it was just, it was funny because that's what I've been listening to. And I know that's, that's Ghostface. That's a Ghostface yeah. beat. So it's different than that, but it's that same era, you know? It's still same oh, sure. era. Yeah, New York. East Coast. Yeah. 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 Yep. And that was one that was like, we never re recorded it, never did anything with it. It was just one that comes it was on the fun playlist. To make and yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, it sounded dope. I had this idea. And it was raw. It was like, we didn't oh, do dude, anything to that. That, that was a raw that. recording. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's tell. the type of stuff that I listen to yeah. all the time. Oh, I got a bunch of it. Oh, you know what you should do is you should come up with a, a B-side CD. I, was, I said that the other night and around my sister who's 22. She's like, did you just say CD? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, it's all on Spotify, dude. <laughs> You know, you know, it's cross our, a place for a CD, man. Yeah. I per, I personally have been wanting to put out all those songs. Yeah. Um, it's just like how, you know what I'm saying? Because 
obviously I can't go on a CD. No one has a CD, and everyone's streaming Spotify. But can we stream mm. it if it's not our beat? Oh know? yeah. Like, are we gonna get Copyright sued? Dapiff. Dapiff's the way. Yeah, I mean, that's what I would do. Yeah, man, I think it would be it would be really cool to give it to someone like a producer, a young producer. Like, here's all the songs. Maybe tune it a little bit, a little bit. You know, what I'm saying just barely fix it up a little bit, and then put it out. So with mixtapes, why I like them so much is it's kind of like you're in on a conversation that's like a private conversation. And yeah. so um, I'm trying to think. Maybe I could just look up on my, my phone really quick, like who I've been listening to. Yeah, do that. You know what? I, I can burn you a CD. I still have the thing. I would love, you, you I'll the burn you that thing. CD. I want one. I would have to put it in my <laughs> wife's car, so she's got the only car. And yeah. I could listen. To, so I'm like, Carrie, I'm going to go out in the, the parking lot and listen to like, the CD for a couple hours. <laughs> go for a drive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just got that new CD player in my truck, dude. Oh, you like, did? Remember I told you I went and upgraded the like Pioneer 2000 oh, okay. in my in my GMC and I went and went to Safe and Sound and got the Bluetooth stereo but I was like, "Yo, I still want a CD player." Yeah. <sighs> Cuz I got yeah. a book, dude. Yeah, yeah. I want yeah. I want to still like pop a E40 in there or like Ooh. you know, Paul Wall or somebody. Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got these cool <laughs> CDs, man, you know? Yeah. I got Led Zeppelin. I mean, I got like shit tons of stuff yeah, yeah, like, yeah. dude i want to still fucking pop that thing in there but you make me a tape i'll listen to it i will i'll make you a, guys CD, a cd i should say yeah i'll make a, a tape CD. is like whoa dude what's that you know? <laughs> yeah why well, it's got, like tape in the plastic <laughs> compartment thing oh man i used to love just sitting in the car with listening to cds yeah i still got the book my wife has a book she's still yeah. a cd player in her car yeah most and people speaking that i just stolen, got a new i just got a new um uh, pine or not pioneer a sony like thing but they're mm. like they don't even make them with the cd anymore oh bummer so i had to get one and i was like ah, i don't even listen to what are you talking about at home or in it, the truck oh you got a new stereo too yeah i just did yeah, because no because boys, the only but... reason is because i've been pissed off at that auxiliary cord like i would hit a bump and it would like jiggle the auxiliary cord and then go to like am radio oh you know shit. what i'm saying yeah yeah i listen i so love AM radio. There, AM's sitting, great yeah i love AM yeah, radio. yeah me too yeah and it would just piss me off dude i'm like driving yeah. to go fishing and we hit a bump and just like yeah, and then it's he's just banging like, his mariah carey and then there's so many scratches <laughs> on this, the christmas album <laughs> So do you guys have like a CD that you bought, you listened to like, you know, front to back time and time again? I remember when, since I brought it up, I'll just tell you, mm. uh, Jedi Mind Tricks, Servants in Heaven, Kings in Hell was okay. just like that album, that CD blew my mind front to back. It's just incredible to me. Yeah. Do you have some? And I, oh, I left it in my CD player. It was the only CD I listened to when I drove my truck for honestly like six months. It was the only CD that was in there. Okay, yes, I just do. kept yeah. on letting it uh, roll. Mine yeah. is Mob, Mob Deep, The Infamous. Oh, dude, <coughs> excellent, amazing album. And the other one is the Deltron Thirty Thirty Instrumental. Yeah. yeah instrumental album didn't we talk because about I, that because i would always just like that's the go-to like freestyle like people are in the yeah. car you know our whole like crew was all about like freestyling and so that was just like the one that everyone could get to you know yeah. some people are like oh, i don't like the speed or this one's too fast this one's too slow but that deltron one dude yeah. is like if you can't hit that mm -hmm. you can't roll with us 
Yeah. Hell yeah. Oh, you sick. can't freestyle that? Sorry, man. Sit down. Yeah. Yeah. Well, just listen then. Because I'm going. <laughs> Grab a cold beverage. Sit down. What about you? Ooh, man. Well, let me see. Oh, man, dude. Um. Uh, it was a death row record, Snoop Dogg. Um, Dog Pound? No, uh, that's a good one, but I didn't have it like in my CD player for like ever. Yeah. I had the um, Dog Father. I was just about to say that. The that was a good Father. one. Yeah. Dude, I like ran that for like, I don't know, man, six yeah. months. I never took it out of my truck. Yeah. I just ran that through and through and through. I mean, I had my book and we'd go into a house party and I'd have my little CD book. Yeah. And we'd throw stuff in and whatever. And we yeah. I'd share. And you know how you like, oh, yeah, I borrow the CD for a while. Let me get that back. And yeah. oh, let me borrow yours for a while and you get it back and scratch the shit. Oh, you but know what I just think about? I had that one in my truck forever. I got the new stereo, but I had a six CD disc changer and I didn't get the CDs back. Homie Dell. His name is Dell. That's funny, the dude who put my stereo in. Really? <laughs> it's all coming together. Oh, shit. Yo, Dell, I need my shit back. <laughs> Have you guys heard like, this new John Connor album? Uh, No. So, so. Like Terminator John Connor? Dude. <laughs> Let's see. His. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, that wasn't that funny. No, no, you're good. It's, it's called SOS 2, The Road to Legendary. This this album is like incredible. Um, and Is I, it I, old? No, it came out this year. Okay, so John, I only like old shit. So, <laughs> 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 moving on. <laughs> no, <it's>, um, <laughs> anyway, no, the problem is, is I have no one to turn me on to new stuff, yeah. dude. Dude, I'll text you stuff. I have okay, actually, I have it. a uh, like, I have uh, my buddy Christian, uh, my buddy Sebastian that I mentioned, the um, graphic, the graphic designer. designer, and then my buddy Brian. Like we all share share music. Oh, so get me on that. Yeah, I will get me on that thing because I have been listening to the same songs oh, yeah, for a long, yeah. long, yeah, long, yeah, I will. long, long time. You got to get with the kids these days, man. I don't, I don't, I know, but I know, I mean, I, a lot I had, of the shit. I, don't I like, had, a, I had the powwow. I was telling you last Friday for my crew at work. Yeah, had the bur I got the grill out, burgers, you know, beers, hot dogs. Yeah, we had a hacky sack. Whoa! Full girdwood. The boss man brought a, a hacky sack. Was dude. there a drum circle? <laughs> there should have been. Uh, the one homie I invited, he runs back to his shop and brings back a basketball hoop. I was like, oh, what? And uh, what? He went and what got a basketball? Yeah, hoop? he like went to his shop and he had a basketball hoop in there. Okay, you know, like a like a portable. You know, obviously yeah. the ones yeah. that are cemented in the ground. But he brings it back, so we're shooting hoops and. So I got like Key Glock and Young Dolph, and I got all these like new rappers <laughs> shit going on, and these kids are, kids at work like, dude, no way, this guy, this guy. They kept looking at me like they didn't believe I was listening to the new shit. I'm yeah. like, yeah. dude, I'm 40, but fuck, man, I ain't like ancient. Like, <laughs> I mean, I like hip hop. Yeah. It's, it's not like I'm only listening to the you know, 1997, you know, uh, the Dr. Dre album. Like, yeah. I mean, I got like a palette. I can still listen to the new shit. For but. sure. I'm not stuck in the the, the '90s. <laughs> my sister, I am. <laughs> my sister last night turned I mean, me on to Megan the Stallion. Megan the Stallion. Okay, yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. So she, mm -hmm. do you Sh remember? Shorty thick. I so I only have a few. There's like a Freak Nasty, Reeler, and Plan B on here. But um, she reminds me of who was it? Diamond from uh, what was that? Uh, American Ninja Warrior. <laughs> 
so sick. <laughs> That's not what it called. No, the well, rapper. You, no, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. But what was that show that used to play on Saturday? The dude with the tennis ball machine? <laughs> oh, American Gladiators. American Gladiators, yeah. Damn. They did Sorry. a 30 for 30 on that. They did? Or, ESPN did? I, I believe so. They did a third, or like one of those documentaries yeah, yeah, where they yeah. went like into that. Oh, dude, that was my shit back oh, in the day. Oh, my God, dude. Bleed. Blazer. This is going to drive me crazy Blazer. if I if I can't remember what, what but, she was on. But, but speaking writers. of Megan, these these Oh, Crime Mob. Crime Mob. Have you, you ever listened to them? No. So, really? No. Oh, it's like fight people music. Oh, it's really? Like, yeah. Oh. yeah. yeah we're gonna go That's like this. my favorite. It's like when you listen to it, you're like, there's some high schoolers like, kicking each other's ass to this yeah. right now yeah that's the kind of stuff yeah. i like to listen like before i go to like a hockey game yeah for sure three six mafia yeah yeah oh, hell I yeah these, dude i want to take out these other 40 year olds yeah <laughs> <laughs> they have no idea what's coming slash everybody, the shit goes, out everybody goes out there in the first shift and is like whoa whoa yeah. settle whoa. down i'm settle taking down. everybody's gator light <laughs> <laughs> about to cramp up fool. <laughs> <laughs> after i attempt to hit you and miss <laughs> she, she reminds me of like uh lil kim who megan the stallion oh, okay. she reminds me of like lil kim back in the day like lil kim's way more original because just well she was first era. right well she was like her and and uh and what was um, Gangsta Boo? Dude, Gangsta mm -hmm. Boo's talking. Yo, Gangsta yeah. Boo, man. I heard a, one of her things came up on my Spotify that day. Who else was it? like once she did yeah. with uh, Yellow Wolf or something. Yeah, yeah. Yellow Wolf is always bringing like three, six mafia people oh, on. Dude, yeah. yeah. I was like, she's He's badass. Yeah, like he him. is. Yeah. He's awesome. I yeah, I really like Yellow time. Wolf. Yeah. Yeah, when he did the show, did we open is he, for is him? He Memphis? I think Memphis? I just. Where's he from? He's he's from Alabama. He's Alabama. from Alabama. Yeah, because he came up here and did Alabama. the. Uh, my bad, though. My bad. <laughs> and I remember it was the raddest thing because he just came out with like a thirty pack of Coors Light. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was like, <laughs> yeah, that's my yep. dude. Yeah, yeah. Alabama, <laughs> just like representing that. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I, I feel like my family is kind of part of that that culture i don't Hell know if it's yeah. like pc to say but it's like a little white trash the coors light culture yeah the coors light culture <laughs> that's why you but, moved to denver yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i need to be closer the to my mountains home are calling me closer to the coors <laughs> mountains are blue <laughs> that's funny we got to the rapping because that was actually one of my questions was did you have like a favorite rapper a favorite rapper yeah um dude how about this a favorite a favorite rapper like Famous rapper, and then how about a favorite like Alaska rapper? Oh, honestly, I, you and Josh, dude. Yeah. I mean, like, like a famous, uh, like local. Has to be, doesn't yeah. it? And what's great is, um, you know, the more that I, because I, I love storytelling, and I, and I love like yeah, you're good at that. Well, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and, no, um, seriously, I appreciate it, man. Yeah, man. Um, and 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 I I like people who pay who pay attention to the craft. Right and mm. and like respect what's come before them. So when I I read like an interview with a new rapper and they don't mention like Cool G Rap or you know any of those old dudes, yeah. you're just like, well, you know who birthed you, right? Yeah. Yeah. The why, reason why that you, you are the way you are now. Mm. Like every rap, every new rap song that I hear on the radio just sounds like somebody trying to rap fast, like New Eminem mm. or like yeah. Three Six Mafia, and no one like gives credit to Three Six Mafia. Mm. It's like. Yeah. When you listen to Suicide Squad, you're like, dude, you're three six mafia. You're like, you oh, big got time. you got all of that. You yeah. know, you like pay homage kind of thing. Yeah. Um, 
So anyway, yeah, yeah. Sorry, that's my soapbox because I kind of when I listen to stuff and I'm like, my buddy Corey Jordan, uh, him and I like share music as well, and I'm like, I, don't, I can't believe people listen to some of this stuff, and I kind of get on my like my old man tip, and I'm like, <laughs> oh, I can't believe they're listening yeah. to this, yeah. you know, Those whippersnappers. <laughs> and and he's like, think of it this way, dude. Like, not everybody is interested in listening to three hours of music every Thursday night and then also sharing it with like three to four other people and then they're sharing their music with you and then you're also out like the other days of the week discovering new music. Like that's just kind of like a hobby of mine. Yeah. They're listening to the radio and they're like, oh, I like the baby, you know, and that's that's fine. Yeah. I mean, he's got some, he's got some fun songs. Yeah. I would say they're fun songs. That's a good way to put it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be like, you know, think about like 10 years from now and the way that I go back to Capone and Noriega and be like, mm. this is storytelling. This is sick. Yeah. Oh yeah, no you way. Know, they're not going to go back and be like, I learned a lot from this song, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's yeah, not going to yeah. happen. No, it's, it's not a, timeless. It's a flash in the pan. It's not timeless. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like not a, timeless. It's, yeah, it's not. Like it is, it's in the moment. Like, oh, this is cool. Mm. That's a great way to put it because like, I want to like it like that. Like it, it initially hits your ear and you're like, oh, that's that's tight. Yeah. But then it's like, Whoosh. yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, that's when you know, like the the, the music is is cool and yeah. fun. Well, it gets you back. said fun. That's yeah. cool. Well, it, it it gets back to uh, what we were talking about with like what album did you put in your mm. your car and you mm -hmm. listen to it right like you yeah. listen to the storytelling yeah. from track one to track seventeen or track eighteen. You're like, yeah. there's oh, sure. something here. You know, th this is a this is a time capsule of where this artist's life was in that moment, and this is the story that they wanted to tell, yep. rather than like, uh, you know, something that's a little bit more flash in the pan. Yeah, that that's a great point because I when I referenced Dogfather, I was entrenched in that West Coast hip hop because all of those dudes were actually doing and living what they were, you know, for the most part. Mm -hmm. Oh, they were being they, they're real, actually they came they, yeah like yeah. it was actually the the story they're telling was what they were rapping about yeah and that's why like even today it's like kind of crazy like i i have mad respect for the rappers that get like murked yeah like like young Dolph just got smoked out of memphis right yeah. he just got you know that's a lot rest, of rest in rest in peace <laughs> but it's like my point is is like the, when a dude's gimmicky and he's just rapping about singing about mm -hmm. what's relevant and wants to sound mm -hmm. good, but he's not actually living it, the life. Yeah. It's fun and cool for a minute, but if the dude's actually in it, in it, mm -hmm. yeah. and then he raps about it, and then he gets taken off the planet, you're kind of like, oh, damn, oh, dude, that dude was, was really like, doing he was really it. doing it. Yeah. So all of a sudden you respect like, I, yeah. is, is that just like a hip-hop head thing to say? Because I don't know if it sounds PC or I, not. I, I think I think that <clears throat> you can have a rapper who's observational, like oh. Ice Cube, he was like he is just an incredible storyteller. Oh, dude! And he's observing these things, and he's wow. he's well, writing dude. music for you know he wrote music for Easy E. He's like, hey, oh, you you would be better at at rapping this than I would right now because mm. of your background. And so that stuff's cool to me. I I, I think that yeah. you recognizing that well, you don't have to be in it. I don't yeah. think. To always Doing the acts of it to represent it, you know. But if you represent it authentically, I think that's where it comes in. Yeah, that's badass. Well, that's speaking exactly on the authenticity, right. I always liked an artist's first album more than oh man, all the other ones. Yeah, 
because mm-hmm. it seems like it took them a lifetime to create that one. And they got six months to create the next one. Exactly. Yep. <laughs> exactly. They do. Yeah, that's what they that's say. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, you yeah. got to stay hot, right? So then you you're like, rolling. yeah. You're, 50 you're cent style. Quickly. You got to make video games, a movie, yeah. another album. Vitamin get water. It, get it, get it. <laughs> yeah, you got to hit it while it's hot, hang, man. hang upside down at the uh, Super yeah. Bowl party. You know what I mean? Yeah. Dude, I've always liked 50 cent. <laughs> I love yeah. it. Oh, his yeah, first, that first album, dude. That's, Incredible. Yeah, yeah. Yo, that was going to play hockey. You, yeah. you get your shit jacked. Yeah. Well, for <laughs> sure. You go, the, you go to the club, you might get socked in the side of the oh, face, dude. Yeah. You better be careful. Man. Oh, oh the other one that I had in the disc was uh, Outcast uh, AT Aliens. Yep. Oh, that's hell a good one. yeah. That's yeah. a good one. And especially because it was bomb, one. dude. And I would have the two 12s in the back of the Forerunner. Dude. Those guys were musical, too. So, like, they, oh, to man. me, they they weren't just like here's a hard like street level beat like mob deep or something we're just mm-hmm. like we're sick and we're gonna rap over it you know and we're like 19 years old and you can hear that young scrappiness that hunger in their voice i felt like there was absolutely that with outcast but they were more like they were more musical like i can imagine yeah, them put it. i yeah. can them like i can imagine them <clears throat> rapping with like a symphony behind them you know yeah totally Yep. Yeah, that dungeon crew or dungeon squad, whatever it yeah. was, like they created like yeah, just sounds that very very artistic. Yeah, like dungeon family. It wasn't basic. Yeah, it was. There's a lot of intricacy in in yeah. those woven in those beats. I read this thing. Um, you weren't even sure if you liked it until you listened to it enough times, and you're like. I knew I liked it immediately. Right away. Yeah, I yeah. can. I can tell. I had to like. I can tell that I like it. a song probably. I don't know. I'd say 15 seconds in, I can tell. Like yeah. once you hear, like, okay, so yeah. this is something that makes yeah, yeah, yeah. me turn That's off an point. album immediately is when they have auto-tune right off the bat. Ugh. Oh, I turn it off. Mm-hmm. Even if the beat's tight. I'm like, that because sucks. what I think about is repeat. It's like, can I, and my wife's really good at this because I tried to get into some stuff and I was like, okay, like I'm going to not be old man and I'm going to listen to some uh, of this new stuff. Yeah. And then, and then I put it on and then she's just like, we're just really honest with each other. She's like, this shit's whack. And I'm like, this shit is whack. You know, <laughs> I need to unheart this on my Spotify. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, after Wheezy did the, the auto shit. Oh just man. His like, Millie song out. came on today, dude, on the way. And I was like, man, I love like, I got that song. Out Millie, on, Millie. On when he came back from like, it almost like he did a transition from like Southern rapper to like lyrical. And that one, I don't, what was the name of that album? That's the Carter. The first one, right? Two. Okay. No, Millie, I think it's Carter two or Carter three. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That dude, that one. So is that the one where I've he's been, like the baby on the front? Yeah, the one that's Carter. That. That's Carter that's three. Three. It's the one before that. So I no, started listening to Lil Wayne when he was in Hot Boys with oh with, yeah uh, with he Young went, Turk, Juvenile. Uh, and he was like sixteen, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's been he's been doing it for like, like ever. ever. And I remember he was my favorite in there. And when you listen to his Hot Boy lyrics, they're like Are you intricate. Hot Boys album. But yeah, there was a couple of them. Yeah, yeah, like the first one though. It was like in ninety. I got it right here yeah, on the screen. Okay, let's see which one is it. Um, uh, no, Hot Boy, Hot Boys. So if you just if oh, you, the first one, Hot Boys. No, the, no, no, no. That's the name of the group. It's yeah, Hot yeah, Boys. yeah, yeah. When they first no, came Carter out, Carter right? Two's up yeah. to the right, where he's he's with the Bentley on the right. Carter this Two, one? yeah, that's the one with the Millie, Millie, Millie. I think right. No, no, I think it's this one. Yeah, it's that oh, it's Carter. It's the Carter oh, okay. Three. It's the Carter Three. Oh, yeah, but yeah. Hot Boys, yeah. I have this up. theory about Lil Wayne, and this is just a personal theory. But like, when he is good. 
to me, he's one of the best. Mm. When he's bad, he is one of the worst. Yeah. Like this, the yeah. album that he did where he's like playing the guitar. You know, I, I respect an artist <laughs> who's been, you know, who wants to branch out and stuff like that. But like, if you, to, if you have to, if you have to like be there? Machine Gun Kelly all of a sudden, you know, because Machine Gun mm. Kelly was kind of tight when he was like, when he first came out and he was rapping and he was yeah. like, it was sick. And, and then all of a sudden he's now like, he's like Blink-182. Yes. And there's, nothing, really? there's nothing like, there's nothing bad about Blink-182, but like kind of stay in your lane. Yeah. No, people he's, like he's, you for he who you are. He freeways for sure. He, yeah. he opened for Wiz Khalifa <laughs> when Wiz was up here like who was the first 10 hot years boy? ago People ask who was the first hot boy. So it, let, let's see if I can get this right. So it's it's Young Turk, mm -hmm. Lil Wayne, Juvenile, mm -hmm. Juvenile, and there's one more. Who do? Oh, oh, it's a uh, BG. Yep. 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 There's the members right it. there. Good job. Actually, there was a really God good. Damn, that's um, a long time ago, dude. <laughs> and there's a really good. Uh, so I had that album when I was a sophomore. Dude, I love that album. Red Dot. That song. Red Dot. Yeah. yeah, you had to be that like was. in elementary school in that shit. So I, I have two older brothers that listen to rap music. Right, so right. like. You were just, yeah. You just kind of jump on it. And actually, yeah. what's funny is, okay, I have two older brothers that listen to rap music, but more so than that, my dad uh, had this Cadillac, and I actually was going to wear the shirt that had I, I have this new crude shirt with the Cadillac on it. Mm -hmm. But um, he he had these uh, they're two twelves in the back of this like oh, yeah. I think it's like a sixty four Caddy, and <laughs> I grew up listening to Easy E, listening to NWA. And rolling Hell around yeah. in this caddy. And so it's it's funny when I was talking to someone recently and they were like, what's an album from, like, what's a CD from your childhood? And I'm like, Easy Does It. And they're like, are you, like, how old were you? It's like seven years old, oh. you know? And they're like, oh, that, that is crazy. My, my brother Derek loved the Easy album with Give Me That Nut. Uh, and he, he put it in and we were on like a family trip and uh, he's like singing to the bags like give me that 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 and then my mom was like what the hell is this and she ejected it and threw it out the window <gasps> no. and he, to this day he won't live it down he's like I can't believe she did that <laughs> get this shit out of the yeah. stereo what is, what is this is that you today listening to some uh, some Uzi Vert you're just like uh, no no, and I try to find new stuff, but Did I need I even someone legit right? to like pre like filter it. Yeah, before it gets sent mm -hmm. to me. Yeah, yeah. I'll I send you some stuff. Okay, send me some stuff for sure. You got to be honest though, because I don't want to keep sending you stuff. You I'll be like. honest. I'll yeah. be like, that's oh, yeah, that's cool. Whack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah. This is dope. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know that that reminded me of like when I was going to Wendler, I had two tapes that I would play every day. Mm -hmm. And this is before, like, I wasn't allowed to listen to rap or anything. We grew up really Christian, like, weird cult style. I mean, that's a different podcast. <laughs> but um, That sounds like a Patreon. Yeah. Subscribe to the Patreon yeah. and you get the, the cult story. Daniel's cult story. <laughs> Under the banner of heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Was <laughs> the first Nirvana. Oh, album. yeah. Never mind. Never mind. Yep. And then the first that. Green Day. Yeah, Dukes. No, not Dookie. That was the first one, right? Was it? I yeah, think I it think was. So. Yeah, yeah. And those were the two that yeah. just got worn out in my yellow. Uh, what was the thing that you Sony. Play? The Sony yellow. It was called something. Walkman. Uh, Walkman. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe it was just oh, the, the OG that, that Walkman. The, yeah, the OG that was Walkman. The shock one. So yes. you could like bang it and it wouldn't yeah. skip. Yeah. yeah. The yellow one was like the one that was like rigid. Okay. 
and yeah. had the yellow fucking cord yes. and yes. it was all bright. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. That was the That's one. That's the good one. Yeah, I still That's have it. <laughs> we should bring them back. I still have it, dude. dude I still have I'm it with the you. tape in my garage. No shit. Yeah. Nirvana Fuck, and, and that Green Day, years, dude. Yeah. dude. Yep, those are the two that they were like my first CD ever was Nirvana. Wait, a CD? No, no, tape, tape. My tape, first tape, tape. tape was Nirvana Nevermind and Metallica. Um, that the one with the black on the yes. front with the snake, isn't it just called like the black album or something? I think like that? So. it's called the black album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. That 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 thing is still incredible. Metallica. Oh man, so good. I love it when they have like a symphony play their stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. It's nasty. Oh, it's so cool, man. Yeah. You ever talk to like a really diehard Metallica guy? They're like they're, they're kind of like Star <laughs> Wars fans a little bit. Yeah, the well, hair's still yeah. long. They, oh, yeah, they're stuck <laughs> in the eighties for sure. Yeah, nineties, yeah. early nineties. No, they'll tell Ball you. Ball like, on top of their hair still They'll tell you, that. like, <laughs> skull it. They're like, did you hear Metallica before the Black Album? Yeah. And it's like, uh, uh, did no. Did anybody? <laughs> <laughs> the Garage Band. I'm like, I, I mean, is so it really that many people that They are have into a that? podcast that they're doing right now, uh, Metallica, Word? and they're talking. It's just really what it is. I think that some producers were just like, hey, let's get you guys in a situation like this, and then you guys can all talk. And well, it's got to be incredible. The first two, uh, it's, so it's cool in the same way that mixtapes are cool, where it's just very um, like raw, and it's them mm. just talking about the album. I've listened to like the first three episodes, and something that, that I remember that I really liked was that they're all talking about like and it's crazy to think like this is metallica just like just have that in your mind and it's metallica and then they're talking about like we didn't know what we were doing like they you know they had no idea they didn't know if it was good they just yeah. enjoyed doing it and you know they'd go out and do shows and they were like oh people like it but like thinking that about like i also love iron maiden so to mm. sort of think of like them thinking that you're just like Dude, you're high. You're yeah. like the best. Yeah. Lady Gaga was uh, okay. So I I don't really listen to a lot of Lady Gaga, but I respect her music. Yeah. She, well, she has a. It's that lane is she's yeah mastered no, it. No, she's an but artist. She, she was being interviewed, and they were like, you know, would you like to be like Madonna in the future? Would you like to continue like that? And she's like, hell no. I want to be like Iron Maiden. Like I want to, oh, I want to tour, and I want to just sell out like stadiums. And in that moment, I was like. Dude, she rules. Yeah, yep. yeah, old school. Because it's like it's it's Get in that, front of people. It's that concept of uh, respecting kind of like your elders and what what has come before you, right? Like cool G rap. Like yeah. you should know some cool G rap. Yes. you know. And the fact that she was like Iron Maiden, Ooh. I was like, okay, she she <laughs> she kind of knows what she's talking about. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the respect bar just went like. Whoosh. Yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, oh, you, you, you brought something she's up. She's like kind of old school that way. She kind of has yeah. that, yeah, like, Lady Gaga. Like she don't. Well, she doesn't give a fuck what anybody thinks, at all. Maybe she does. You know, they, I, mean, I think she did, had a point they, where she did. There is this documentary first, on Netflix so much, but. that me and Carrie watched, and I was like, "This is sick." And then at the very end, it's all produced by Lady Gaga, and I was like, "Oh God, okay." Oh, and that, that stuff kind of bums me out because it's like it's a biased. Production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and maybe it is. Maybe I don't know what happened. Like the intricacies, like within the production of that piece but it's like obviously they're not going to put like the worst parts in you know maybe yeah, they'll, they'll put yeah, like yeah, yeah. here's this thing that's like maybe a five on the scale of bad you know let's put yeah. that in there. let's keep the 10 out you know yeah 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 it's it's uh watered down well like, it's a piece yeah. of it's the difference between a piece of public relations and a piece of like storytelling or journalism yeah mm. yeah What's your opinion on 
um, all these famous people doing podcasts, all these people that don't need to do it. You know what I'm saying? They don't need to do it. They, mm -hmm. they're good. They're set. They don't need to do anything. And the reason I ask is because I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts is Tim Dillon is comedian. I don't know if you heard of him. Okay. Yeah. I've heard of him. And he's just like, he's just like raves and rants on his thing. And yeah. he just had this whole like 30 minute thing. He's just like, why the fuck are these famous people <laughs> jumping in our thing? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's like going off on like all these people. Like, why are they doing this? Like, they don't need to do this. Just stay in your mansion. You're fine. Let us peasants like try to like, you know, <laughs> is that what this is? This is for peasants. <laughs> no, this is just his like comedy. Yeah, yeah, he's sure. just okay. like saying it. And I was like, you know, I'm curious. Like, what is your opinion on that? Like famous people, like just, like the like the um metallica thing coming out is i mean is it watering down the genre the craft or is it just I like adding so. to it? i think it's just adding so mm. uh i follow this this newsletter um about podcasts and every year they post podcast stats and so i i don't remember because it there's I don't know if it's exponential, but there's so many more podcasts that are coming out like every, you know, six months to a year or whatever. It's and growing rapidly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's insane. Now. And so yeah. uh, at a certain point it was like, okay, there's, there's say, I read this one that was like, there's 900,000 podcasts out there. Right. But there's only 200,000 of those podcasts that are active. So that means like every week they're posting something. Oh. And so when you think of that pool, yeah, 200,000, that's like, can you imagine getting into movies and like, there's only about 200,000 people like making movies right now. That's yeah. like, that's, yeah, I can't even comprehend it. So that means that the pool is still tiny. Yeah. So it, so well, I heard it was 4 million. It might be 4 million now, but like how many of those are, are active? Are, are active? Yeah, who like, was a one hit wonder that just had the or, five podcasts? Or maybe and, which, which is just like a, a, a pot, like a, audio documentary series right like so that only went eight episodes and so that's done that it. right yep so there's that too and then there's people who are like oh i'm gonna do this but maybe they don't consider like how difficult it is you know earlier we were talking about you streamlining the editing process right those are mm. things that you figure out like later on it's like oh how can i yeah. be able to produce this trial with, with uh the most efficiency you know mm -hmm. yeah yeah less time involved yeah i think a lot of people jump into it and don't realize how much work it is. And then they just like, we'll do, you know, 10, yeah. 20, and then just like, tsh, just fall off. But I think that, I mean, more voices, more perspective is always good, you know? So totally. to me, it's like, yeah, it's let's America. see what this person has to say. Yeah. I think that's cool. I think it has its own lane. Mm -hmm. Like, like the, the Metallica thing, like I'm sure there's tons of their fans oh, that want to hear, totally. yeah. you know what I'm saying? What they got going on. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really enjoy like comedian, comedian podcasts. Like mm -hmm. I love like comedian podcasts. I don't know why I just like these guys just, it's like you're watching a comedy show, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And, but it's just, they're coming in with it every way. Like Bill Burr's like weekly, yeah. just like rant fest. Yeah. Yeah. And some I, people are just good at talking too. Yeah. Yeah, they're great at it. Yeah. And, and it's just, I think there's lanes for every every little thing. But it was just funny that he was like, why are these people coming into this lane? Yeah. And like, they don't got to do shit. Like, they can stay home in their paradise and da 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 Yeah. And I was like, oh, okay, well. I mean, that also might be on brand for him. He's it, like, oh, 100% What, what is. should I talk about today, you know? Because oh, when, you're, when you're at episode like 500 or 1,000, like people have a pretty good idea of who you are. 
and they know what they're coming for, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, it is it's very hard, and it's hard to even imagine where you're at at that point. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, mean, evolution. Like, yeah. That's just like everything is constantly evolving if you keep doing it, you know? Yep. That's a great point. Yeah. Uh, let's take a quick break. Let's give a shout it. out to some yeah. of the sponsors. I need to re-up on some of this uh, Crimson Mint. Do it. So uh, support the sponsors. Barney Sports Chalet. Supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. Barney specializes in supplying hunters with the absolute best Alaskan proven gear on the market for some of nature's most rugged and demanding terrain. Whether you're headed to the remote volcanic islands of the Alaska Peninsula in search of a brown bear or the shale-infested glacial valleys of the Brooks Range for dull sheep, it is critical you choose the right gear for your dream hunt. Don't miss Barney's exclusive brand, Frontier Gear of Alaska, tested from the high mountains of Tajikistan to the extreme conditions of Alaska. These products were designed for high performance and durability. Frontier Gear was derived from decades of experience hunting big game in Alaska. Paired with other top brands, it provides you the absolute best gear selection anywhere in the world. Stop in at Barney Sports Chalet in Anchorage on Northern Lights or check out their custom website and reference tool at barneysports.com. Arbor Capital. Arbor Capital is based in Anchorage, Alaska, and it's your go-to wealth management company. Arbor Capital is at the forefront of digital assets and cryptocurrencies. If you've been looking to invest your hard-earned money or you just want to learn more about crypto, blockchain technology, or digital investments, give their website arborcapital.io a visit. What's great about Arbor is they provide a low-cost, transparent, research-based investment strategy for digital assets and traditional investments as well. ArborCapital.io is your first step in putting your money to work. Let one of Arbor's investment professionals walk you through your options for financial growth and security. Start investing for the future today at ArborCapital.io. Arbor Capital, your Alaska digital asset company. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products, providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. At Total Truck, you can find brands such as ARE, RSI Smart Caps, Goose Gear, iCamper, Front Runner, Rigid Lights, Rhino Linings Bedliners, and everything you need to outfit your truck or SUV. Alaska Overlander provides 4x4 vehicles and expedition trailers, custom modified for Alaskan adventures and outfitted with rooftop tents, fridges, and all the camping and cooking gear you need to start exploring. Visit them at alaskaoverlander.com. All right, we're back. These boys are still playing uh, swords in the bathroom real quick. Um, but thank you to everyone that's been supporting all the sponsors. Uh, Barney's still has some of those hoodies. Um, we got some hoodies still up in the store. Um, all the other places that you guys are going, Arbor Digital, Serrano's, and all that stuff. Oh, yeah, we're on. Oh, oh, we are? Yeah, no worries. Don't worry. This is laid back. This is casual. Okay. <laughs> That's funny. We went to the bathroom. We just kind of continued the podcast. <laughs> I don't like country hip hop either. Me either. <laughs> There's no place in this fucking industry for that. You know, one one artist that um, that he'll come out he'll come out with an album, and I'll just listen to it because I'll just you know I have to. Is Lil Boosie. Dude, Lil Boosie. Lil Boosie, dude. Oh really? Well, he just goes by Boosie Badass now, but like that dude. <laughs> 
He's not that, little no more. No, he's not little. No, <laughs> I, I think it might have had something to do with like his um his record deal. Oh, okay, yeah. And he so now the name he's just, but like that dude in Louisiana is like a king. Oh, he's he, got yeah. his own haircut, the boosie fade. Like that, he's hilarious on Instagram, but also like that dude goes hard. To me, to like to me, he he might be like the modern day Tupac. Just because he's like he he's he's got sick lyrics, yeah. he is he is a rapper through and through, and he's respected big time now. Oh man. yeah, yeah. Oh, well, yeah, not yeah, only down there, there, but all over the place. No, I like mean, he's one the of the real Southern, OGs, dude. He's yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, I I would think I might be a little scared to go to a little Boosie concert in <laughs> in Louisiana, just because in the same way like I love Andre Nicotina because I just grew up in Nicotina and like Andre Nicotina and Equipto to me that's probably one of the best rap duos ever yeah um but there was a point in like the early 2000s where i'm like i probably wouldn't go to Fillmore in san francisco and go to a nicotina concert because i, I oh, you like, got I, to I, I would always hear stuff about people getting like maybe it was just once yeah. like they got stabbed at oh, a nicotina that concert. happens at coots yeah i guess that's true yeah <laughs> well that reminds me of the time dude we went to a dead prez concert Oh, in, no in way. In LA. And yeah. it was me and Boots and my buddy Jamon. Yeah. And me and Josh were like the whitest, the only whitest. <laughs> like, and I'm not even and like white. And I'm yeah. Spanish, dude. <laughs> I felt like I was like the whitest Minority, dude in yeah. there. But the raddest thing was, oh, it was Erica Badu and Dead Prez. No way. Erica oh, Badu sick. opened up and it was Dead Prez after that. Yeah. And we ended up fucking getting invited because we're selling CDs outside the store. Yeah. Like they get done and we're like, all right, it's time to work. You know what I'm saying? So we're yeah, selling yeah. CDs and we ended up getting invited on their tour bus and we ended up rolling with them and smoking with them and, and just like kicking in with them. And it was like, it's incredible. It was it, it was incredible because yeah. we felt so intimidated at first when we were in there. We're like, oh, yeah, man, this is. Then you're welcome with open arms. Yeah, and yeah. It was yeah. just like, let's go. You know what I'm saying? They were ready to take us on tour, but one of the homies went to get the car, and we, yeah, rest in peace, Jason's Astro, and 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 we couldn't leave him. Yeah. So like, oh man, we can't <laughs> just go on tour with you guys. <laughs> well, I think it also has to. <laughs> Our buddy went to get the car. <laughs> it also has to do. It also has to do with like the content of the music, and I didn't really realize this. Until like doing crude and like hiring DJs, like play play at the crude party, but I don't I don't want any like pop music. Like we're playing like okay. Mob Deep, we're playing, and then and then um, I did that a couple times, and then I started having conversations with them, and just the science or like the psychology behind the music. And the people that are want to dance, you know, because that's kind of the element that you want, mm. but like nobody's gonna really dance. To some of that music, you yeah. know, just bop yeah. back and forth. Right yeah, here. yeah, because and so that's what I'm getting to with like being a little maybe frightened or wary about going to like you know Fillmore, the Fillmore you know district or whatever, and seeing a Nicotina show in the early 2000s, or like going and seeing a Boosie show. It's like, um, they're they're. I mean, that's violent music. It's like fight music, but yeah. I like yeah. fight music, but I don't want to be in a fight atmosphere. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Just yeah, the, the full the full mosh pit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is that is exactly it. Well, that that kind of transitions me into like mm. getting back to some of um, your history, um, growing up in Alaska, and f first and foremost being a writer, correct? Mm -hmm. And then walk us through like because I know you work for the press, 
um, other publications, and then deciding to was the press before you decided to go crude mag and do the magazine thing, or was it kind of at the same time? So I was a feature writer for the Anchorage Press when um, Susie Buchanan, who was the the press editor at that point, and I was writing for them, and then she she moved on. And so then that, that editorship was just open and she put in a good word for me. She's like, Hey, Cody would be great for this. And then there was just without getting into the details and maybe a little bit of the soreness of it, they were transitioning um, because, you know, print newspapers, it's a tough business. Yeah. And then, mm-hmm. so I was there and uh, had given them, you know, copies of crude. I'm like, this is what I do. It's very transparent about it. Like, this is what I do. If this is what you want, then I can do that, you know, be representative of Alaska in that way. And, um, I started doing it exactly, you know, what I had told them. And then I think that they just were having a little bit of buyer's remorse. They were just Mm. like, Oh, I didn't think it was going to be like that, you know? Mm. Um, and we just kind of parted ways. Yeah. Mm. But that was kind of in the middle of crude. Okay. And then um, before that, like right after, right after college. Well, actually, let's start with college. So, or maybe even before that, because I was just like, yeah, let's back it up. Let's back it up. Like high school at at South. Okay. South High School. I I wrote for the newspaper there. Um, And then. Did you go there when it was just kind of started? Yeah. I was the second graduating class. Okay. Yeah. Cool. And that was, that was awesome. I think uh, I I mentioned this, I think on a different podcast, but like my the teacher was miss dietrich and she like really kind of nurtured this atmosphere of like um journalism you know like really trying to help that out and it wasn't like you'd sit in your seat right it was like we'd be up and we'd be mingling and talking like an editor's and, room like an actual mm-hmm. feel of, yeah like kind of like a newsroom yeah. and then she's like oh you you need to go interview this person for your story and so we leave the classroom and it was really cool and then so that's what set me off on the path of when I went to UNR, University of Nevada, Reno. I was like, I'll just go into journalism. And mm. then so, so as I was doing that, I was also writing for the, uh, the school magazine and writing like an article a month, kind of about whatever. Then that gave me my first introduction to working with an editor. And that was really cool. And then from there, after graduating, moved back to Alaska and... Um, there was like a moment where I was like, got into advertising and worked. Excel in advertising? No, no, Anchorage printing. So like graphic design, really. Oh, okay. Really, it's graphic okay. design. You're designing graphics for advertising. Okay. So really, it's not advertising, but it's, you know. And I did that for maybe a year and great family, the Rhodes family. have been here forever. Alaska, is that next to Coots? Uh, in the corner? It's, no, it's, it's on, um, it's on Spinard, but it's. It's kind of next to, oh, what's that Mexican restaurant on Spinar that's been there forever? Um, down right next to Instar. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right next to Instar. Yeah. Oh my god, dude, Damn. it's delicious. Look at Don, it. not not Don Miguel's. No, no, no. It's. Working uh, on it, I'm working on it. But it's awesome. next to that place. Um, and then so I left that job because I just had because I had this idea for crude since uh college. You know, I had the name and I was like, it'll just be like a. Like time capsules, you know, each issue will be representative. Pancho Villa. Pancho, Pancho Villa. Yeah. Villa. Pancho yeah. Villa. Pancho Villa. Villas. Villas. Pancho Villa. 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 Villa.
Gallows. Pancho Villas. <laughs> hey, man, they got a mean enchilada. Right? <laughs> enchilada. Um, <laughs> so then si, senor. I, I left there and to do crude, actually. And, and what was really cool is Shirts Up was actually kind of like integral to that because Shirts Up, their first location was right down the street. Yep, they're from back in that little, Yeah, they're back mm. in there. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and I met uh, Helen. You know, mm-hmm. she helped out with like the first crude shirts, and I was like, this will just be kind of like to help jumpstart this, you know. Yeah. And met Ray at Shirts Up, and uh, they were super helpful and awesome. And then kind of pulled the trigger on that in like 2013 to do the magazine. And then as far as the transition from the magazine to podcast goes, it was oh, just like... I want to back up before you get to there. Okay. So when you decided to just go to Crude, yeah. were you like, this is your new job? Like, this is, I'm going to yeah. make like both feet in, like like how you should do. Like, yeah. I'm going in on this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. who else was involved in that? And was it just like a crew of you guys that are like, we're going to do this. We're going to create this magazine. We're going to fucking blow up. We're going to just do this thing. Pretty much. Yeah. I mean like that, yeah. cause you kind of have to be a dreamer yeah. in that way. It's like, I love that. You go just, for it. Yeah. You just got to do it and then kind of see what happens. And I, I think that a little bit of that is like young bravado. Yeah. Because you, you sure. got to be a little bit arrogant to yeah. think like I can do this and Nothing people to lose. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and not, not having a plan B, yeah. which, which I fully believe in even though it's like yeah. kind of counterintuitive, like don't have a plan B because then you're, you're doing the thing. And then eventually you're, you're part of the only people that are doing the thing because the people that are say doing the thing right now, they got to retire at some point, you know, you know, what's better than uh, I like ahead, that. Not yeah. have a plan B. I, I like having two plan A's. Oh, I like that. Yeah. Or three. Yeah. Okay. Four. Yeah. No, but but what I mean is like you can pursue, you can pursue more than one dream. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. At the same time. That's just a weird little. Do you, do you feel that way about teaching? I do. Okay. Because I've always had these crazy goals. I always wanted to teach. Yeah. Always wanted to be a business owner and I always wanted to be creative. Yeah. And so I feel like you can do all three and still be like plan A and never plan B. Like I've these things fail. Like I have no idea what else I'm going to do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I, I feel you like you can have more to the next plan. A. Yeah. Kind of or like focus more on the other plan. A, mm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So then when you get to a point where like, I'm going to be done with the school district. Now I can do more, okay. you know, podcasting. I can do more like business entrepreneurial shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that was, a no, that, I think that's great. Yeah. yeah. But Good definitely no plan it. B, but have, plan two plan a's yeah yeah you know what i'm saying because i think i feel like you can if you have like crazy work <laughs> ethic yeah you know what i'm saying and you're willing to like do it because i always did like when we were doing the music like that was the plan a that yeah, was yeah, the plan yeah. a and i wouldn't say that teaching was plan b i still want to do teaching i was like i could do both yeah i could do this in a day and i can do this at night you know what i'm saying and but, it, but you couldn't travel i did you traveled when I you did. were a I teacher? Took, I did. I took a leave of absence for a year to go on tour. Okay. And we went to California and Texas and Arizona and did all. And my full intention was like, I'm going to go do this tour. Yeah. And then I still was in good standing with the school district and I'm going to come back and, and do the school shit. And then. That was part of the plan. Like you, you were going to take a sabbatical and then yeah. you we did, did the tour and then you're like, okay, that tour is done. You weren't like expecting maybe things to come out of that tour, like a record deal or anything like that? Um, I, I did have expectations, kind of, I guess. But oh, I felt like you could maybe. still do both. 
Okay. Like, why can't you do rapping at night and teaching in the day? I, I am a hundred percent on board with that. Uh, I think that just from personal experience, it's really, really tough. Um, when you realize you're getting like three hours of sleep a night and that I'm not giving say my family or my wife, like the, Oh, this is way before family. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Well, I mean, no, no, not, not that like my, my, my family, like my mom or my, my dad or, or my brothers, like I'm not being able to hang out with them and and like kind of give my attention and support and everything to them Mm. because I'm, I'm so involved with, you know, all these other things. Exactly. And so that kind of, uh, to me, at least I, I can only speak for myself, but I'm like, I felt at a point that I was being selfish about it. And again, my wife is like great at, you know, calling me out. She's like, you need to stop doing this shit on the weekend because you're wasting our time together. You know, you're missing out. And that mm. like, that hit me, you know, I'm like, I don't want to miss out. I don't want, mm. I don't want to, I don't want you to feel like you're second tier to anything. And then, so I really made an effort to make sure that I was done by like 5 p.m. or 6 p.m. And then the rest, you know, me and Carrie watch a lot of like television and movies and stuff. And we go out to see movies and we like going and trying like, you know, different restaurants and stuff. And so like that's our time. And then the phone is kind of put away for the most part. Yeah, you're compartmentalizing. Yes. Like hours of your life for certain things. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, like and being efficient, like uh, time management. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And multitasking. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, I think I see what you're saying. Like, but man, I guess I was selfish then. <laughs> I think we all are, though. That's, Back that's then, the thing. And then bringing yourself out of that selfishness is like the important thing. I think to me, it was like I want one of these three things to to happen, mm-hmm. and so I'm going to pursue all three at the same time. Yeah, and that's that's tough. You can only do that for a little bit. There's only so much energy in I don't know. I did day, it for right? a long time. I did it for like 10 years. You did, And I'm yeah. still doing like kind of. Yeah. I'm still kind of doing it. I, I mean, I trust that you're doing it. I, I think that where I'm coming from is it, it's tough for me to do that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. yeah, yeah. no me, it's like I have a problem. No, no. I don't think. I think that some people are really. No, I we do. were talking I, about 50 Cent earlier, right? Like he, he bought vitamin water and then he's also <laughs> making albums. So like, you know, people do it. Yeah, you know. No, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I do run weird. Like, I just feel like I can do that too. I can do that too. Yeah, I can do that too. Why can't I do that as yeah, well? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah I can. And then other people are like, "You're doing a lot. Like, how do you do all this?" I was like, "I, I don't know. I don't know how to not yeah do it all. I don't know how to just relax." This <laughs> <laughs> is like a confessional <laughs> now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to calm down, Cody. <laughs> Where's my fly rod? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, oh, man, I want to do it all. It's weird. It's crazy. It is. Yeah. It is. Okay, well, anyway, enough about me. Let's go back. So you're at um, the press days. You decided to jump in full thing with the crude mag thing. Yeah. Who was some of the homies that were involved with you? My buddy, Ryan Earp. Um, my, my friend, Clayton. Lyndon was involved in like the first issue and then, I mean, people get busy, you know? And so, and then my wife, Carrie has like, she's, she's like, we always say that she's the managing editor because she needs to manage the editor. Basically just like talking me off a ledge, you know? Yeah. (laughs) Not so much anymore, but like even to this day, you know, I'm like, Hey, how's this question? 
does this how because I I'm very meticulous about like how I word questions and mm-hmm. I. Oh, write man. them, rewrite them, dude. Reorganize them. Dope ass reporter style, like. Well, I mean, I, love how that I don't, I don't want to be like misinterpreted, you know, because mm. in conversations, that's that could be kind of easy, right? Yeah. Um, and oh, then also, time. and then also, yeah, you guys know, and then yeah, it's um, like, oh, I didn't mean for it to sound like that. Yeah, and then <laughs> and then all of a sudden, you know, kind of they're off to the races, and you're like, crap, that's not the question that I meant to ask, you know? Like oh. they're they're answering mm-hmm. it, and that's not the the thing that I meant. Yeah, you're shifting mm. everything over to that. Yeah. Now. Yep. So, uh, so with Carrie, um, like I'll read some of the questions. I'm like, hey, do you have like 15 minutes so I can read you these questions? And, um. I mean, it varies. You know, sometimes she's like, let's, that's a good question, but let's make it like maybe a little less shitty. And I'm like, okay, yeah, for sure. Like, let's work, let's, let's workshop. I like the it. premise yeah. of the question, yeah. but we yeah. need to cut a bunch of stuff yeah. out of there. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Let's, let's trim the fat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, or what's great is like, um, is, is bouncing an offer. Like, does, does that make sense? You know? Yeah. Um, and then after, you know, writing the questions, I'll read them out loud so that those questions aren't like new to, you know, they're not the first time I'm speaking them during the interview, you know? Yeah. Well, I will say like jumping forward to your podcast, um, it is, what's the word I used before, Brandon, when I was describing his podcast, it's so, what is it? journalistic and structured like and now listening to you say how you will i'm sure you spend all week thinking about questions and all this stuff where like me like having you in like literally like two hours ago i was like oh i need to bring this up i gotta bring that up real quick i'm like doing zero amount of time (laughs) (laughs) so like you know what i'm saying well that's a different style you know what i'm saying it's like a natural style but i i appreciate that your effort that you do yeah when you ask the questions and it's like you have this list of maybe i don't know do you you probably say like i want to do about 12 questions well it's usually a page and a half so I, i actually and sometimes i just go off like i mean and sometimes i don't even get to some of those questions um i interviewed kim rich That'll be, I think, the next episode, next crude episode that comes out. Kim Rich is an author. She wrote Johnny's Boy about Anchorage in the 60s and the 70s. And it's like one of my favorite Alaskan books because it's so, uh, she's she's an excellent writer. She uh, describes Anchorage in the 60s and the 70s as this like neon Anchorage. So so Mm. neon, like physically, like it looks neon, but also existentially, Mm. you know, neon. Mm -hmm. Um, I interviewed her and... I'm just such a fan of hers that I wrote like three pages of questions, you know, and maybe we got to, I don't know, maybe 15 of those questions. But then, you know, we, we talked about other things that, that would pop up. Yeah. So sometimes it happens like that. I, um, I interviewed Emma Hill a while back, the, you know, the Alaskan musician, she's amazing, uh, big fan of her music. And she, I had these questions written down and we got to like two of them because we ended up talking about her, um, her alcoholism. And, mm-hmm. you know, I grew up in a family of alcoholics, you know, my dad's an alcoholic. Um, and my brother Jake is an alcoholic and my brother Derek is an alcoholic. They're all recovering alcoholics, but like I grew up with that AA language, you know? And mm-hmm. so, so right off the bat, you know, I'm sitting there typing questions as I'm talking to her and, um, 
coming up with new stuff that wasn't even part of my list, you know? Yeah, more questions. Exactly. More yeah. questions. I'm like, okay, yeah. these are all like, I mean, and so. Oh, you're freestyling. Yeah. Well, kind, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah kind of like coming up. That's a good way up. to put it, Brandon. Yeah. And um, I personally think that if, if I'm not exhausted as the host on my show after the interview, then it probably didn't go as well as I wanted it to. You didn't put in the work you thought. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Like I, I need to be like sweating, you know, yeah, I need to like, yeah. I yeah. have these, these cold packs that I put on my head sometimes when I'm doing this show. Um, but I need you to be fully engaged. Yeah, like, exactly. I need to be present. Mm -hmm. yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. You do a great job. At that. You, yeah, and you I, can tell like you are meticulously thinking about what you want to ask these people and i love I, I i do like we here at ours we love when it gets rabbit hole and it just like yeah. goes to some yep. other yep. thing you know and the i just listened to your first segment of this yeah podcast. the whole like yeah I mean, we haven't got to one question yet so cody in the bathroom i'm like dude our, our agenda has no check boxes filled out. <laughs> <laughs> and that's actually i feel like that's that's great because it just naturally the conversation just went that way yeah you know what i'm saying and, and like we went into the, in, into that before where it's like it's different styles yeah of um podcasting or communicating or oh, just, for sure and mm -hmm. i think that podcasting is still so new it's really interesting when people say like oh have you what podcast do you listen to? And to me, it's like my favorite podcasts that I listen to are like news podcasts. Like I listen to the New York mm -hmm. Times podcast, The Daily. I listen to the Wall Street Journal podcast, The Journal. And like that's kind of how I start my day, just so I can kind of know what's going on in the world. Yeah. Um, but those those are 100% different than like a talk podcast like this. And I think that mine might, it might appear to be similar to something like this, but it's not, right? Like we're all just sitting here chatting. Like this is more of like a, you know, we could be at the peanut farm right now, you yeah. know, but we want yep. good audio. So we're in this area, right? <laughs> yeah. Like that, that's, and that's, that's what's cool about this podcast. Um, but something like, I think crude is like you said, there, there are elements of journalism. And so mm. I kind of have this formula where I should, I should be in the podcast anywhere between 10, maybe sometimes 20%. And then that's the interview part. The rest of it needs to be about the person. So it's like mm -hmm. it's it's like about fifteen percent interview, and um, the rest is like conversational. Okay, you know. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Well, I think so we're you can still cover your topics with that baseline. And and I, you learn <clears throat> you learn and appreciate different things like um having done the podcast for a while and actually interviewing people for articles too, mm. I've learned to appreciate like the silence because what that indicates, mm. at least in my experience is that this person, this guest, this interviewee that you're talking to is stumbling on a brand new thought and, and you're able to like be part of that situation, which is like kind yeah. of crazy. And so a person, at least my natural inclination used to be like, Oh, it's quiet. I need to fill that void. But now I just let it be. Yeah, and it's like some of the most beautiful parts. Yep. Mm. Yeah, it yeah. Because you always it feel is. like you need to fill the dead space. Yeah, and like yeah. we talk about it all the time off the air, in between ep episodes, recordings, our brief little production powwow we kind of have before the show. That you know, Daniel's that motor that just kind of keeps things running in our show, mm -hmm. and he always kind of feels like he has to fill 
keep filling it. But it's okay to have like thought shifts and delays, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's okay that to let it let it. It doesn't have to always be. It, there can be three seconds can pass in a recording and there not be any words said, right? Yeah, yeah. But it's hard not to because it feels awkward. It does feel awkward, but I also think but that you got that's, past that, that's though, something didn't you? that. I, I mean, appreciate that awkwardness. Time, in your, yeah, it's, I wouldn't say it's awkward. I would say it's it's patience. Yeah, it's like you're waiting for them to decide what it is that they're going to answer, and it has to be so difficult for you to wait them out. But I've also mm. been I've had the opportunity, like in this situation right now, to be on the other side, and so if I am like stumbling on a new thought or how I want to describe like a certain part of my life upon reflection, things like that. Mm. It's like, I need a little bit of time. And so Mm. that also kind of gets to organization of questions, like a line of questioning. It's like, Oh, if I'm going to ask them about their, uh, you know, their professional history, I probably should keep those clumped right here because mentally it's like, they're going to be, in that oh, okay. that era, right? So if I mm-hmm. asked, you know, if, if all of a sudden we started talking again about Arctic flow, that might be a little weird because then you'd have to like shift back. Yeah, yeah. shift back to that. Yep. And then yeah. you, cause we're already taken out of that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've already moved on. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I think I've made that mistake multiple times in the constant evolution and progression of our uh, existence in this podcast world. Mm-hmm. Cause I didn't have any experience. We just got started, went after it. Yeah. I would accidentally kind of revert back to something. Like I wanted to talk about it again. It's like, bro, that's, we're done. We're past that now. Yeah. And it's like, oh, I had this thought. It's like, no, 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 it's done now. Like we're moving on to the next thing. And it's, it's kind of hard because then you're like, oh, but I had this like thought and this mm-hmm. question, but it's like, let it go now. Yeah. That's, that's you're the, important, on. That's the like, important part about like listening to your episodes and being mm-hmm. like, and asking yourself, what do I think went well during that episode? Mm. What do I think could have done? What do I think could have gone better? Mm-hmm. Because areas for improvement. Yeah, areas for improvement. Mm-hmm. Because what I think you'd probably recognize <laughs> is that, you know, you finished talking about Arctic flow, right? And then all of a sudden maybe you, you ask another question about it. You're like, that that actually messed with the flow of the conversation. Of the next portion yeah. of the exactly, conversation. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Yep. You're absolutely right. That's a good point. I mean, these are just things that I've recognized for myself. Yeah. And you kind of have to learn it as you go, right? Like, I feel no like you like to critique it. yourself a lot. Oh, dude, I'm, I'm the worst to myself. I'm the meanest I, person in the world to myself. I, 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 <laughs> I've, I've tried to let that go. I try to not. I try to just be like, eh. But yeah, learning, how to, learning how to harness it. Like, I, mm. I am a big believer in the power of anger. You know, like, if I, if I have a propensity to be angry at something, how can I? Because there's a lot of energy in anger. Right? How can I harness that for something good, though? Right? Like, but so maybe something that started off as anger now has turned into something like fruitful and something positive, you know, but not being like, oh, I need to not be angry. It's like, no, dude, I'm stoked on that anger now. And then now I can turn it into something good. Yeah. You think magazines are done? Dead? I think, I think there's a cyclical nature to, to everything. Yeah, they, they might come back. I mean, look at, look at, what is it? Record sales were up like 3000% like 10 years ago or like yeah. recently. And so things come back, you know, but I, I think that the, the, probably the most important thing of 
physical material like that is that we're just we we've just been junking up the world for so long you know that mm. i don't know if we need to make more plastic um and so so like with with cds with tapes yeah i think that it's it can be good and bad right like so i love having cds and i love having tapes but like you know how long am i going to keep it for how long until it gets scratched how long until it still works yeah. and then also with spotify it's like um i don't have reception i can't listen to anything you know so then so it's kind of like this double-edged sword it's like yeah. i don't want to pollute the world anymore but i also want to listen to you know my mob deep albums yeah well man I, I weirdly look at it like futuristically like people that are putting things out now only digitally if something happens and the power goes out and let's say some catastrophic shit happens mm -hmm. no one's ever going to be able to find that you know what i'm saying whereas like a cd or a tape or or you know what i'm saying it's timeless yeah it it's can... th there might be a way i don't know why i care about that but there might be a way to be able to hear that again or see that again. But if all your materials digital, all your materials in like files or airwaves, does there come a point where, you know, life as we know it, whether it be whatever a volcano or, or the power outage or mm -hmm. a, a war or something like that, then all of a sudden all that's gone, mm -hmm. all the artistic, artistry is gone yeah which you know has happened in which the you past. can't get it back because if you had no yeah. power you know what i'm saying or you didn't have a cd player anymore you can't play that or, or internet or yeah. internet like everything's on the internet and like Everything. even like i'll give an example like i got a new atv <laughs> and i was trying to look on how to assemble a certain part on it right mm -hmm. and you had to go to the the link to find the thing like they don't send you a paper you know thing to like look it up and like this is how you connect the headlight to the whatever yeah and i was like well what if i didn't have a phone and what if then i wouldn't be able to look this up anymore yeah youtube you know yeah what if there was no youtube you can't even yeah. like learn how to like f fix your garage door opener or whatever yeah and it just i'm a big history guy yeah you know what i'm saying and then like when these when these um generations of of um let's say our gen our hundred years of us yeah. you know what i'm saying is gone just like we're looking up the rubble of past generations and we find art and things like that and all our art is digital yeah like how do they know what we're into to find yeah there's nothing to find yeah i read this article a while back that was talking about um the things that you find in old trash and I feel like, I feel like it didn't take up enough room, but they were talking about old pages of the Bible and they, they, they came upon these like, I don't know, first, second drafts of the Bible, you know, in these old, old, old trash heaps, you know? Mm. And, and that's kind of, I mean, I feel like that's kind of what you're getting to, like these things yeah. that are ancient well, that, that we yeah. can like rediscover. Yes. Yeah, Here, here's a sooner, here's a, here's a closer and uh, maybe analogies were a closer um, way to think about it. This is going to be weird. <laughs> As kids, my age, maybe your guys' age, you would find, nudie magazines in the woods by your house you would find them in the woods i did that was the first time i ever saw 
like a uh, naked woman or whatever because it was like yeah. we found a stash that someone found in the woods yeah you know what i'm saying and now there's no more woods around anchorage so i'm like where are the kids so you're out in the woods looking for <laughs> gonna find still? the thing no like <laughs> okay. there's a funny little thing because okay, okay. we go on these trips and we go on these remote areas and we're like man maybe we should bring some magazines and stash them for the future kids oh, to be able to awesome. find like these like old you know pictures of like playboy and you know yeah. hustler and all these old things <laughs> and it just it was like if no one did that it probably wouldn't have sparked whatever craziness in my mind until because there was no, you know, until the phones came out or till the internet came out in whatever year. Yeah. It just seems like that's like an, like a weird, like historical, like kids don't do that anymore. You don't I think, find. I think the thing, things are changing. And even if you did go stash some porn in the woods, I don't think, <laughs> I'm not sure if anybody's going to find it. Cause like maybe kids aren't out it. there. I mean, I found mine on, under yeah. Uncle Don's sink in his poop bathroom in the back of the house. Well, I'm, I, well that's, I mean, well, I think that woods, but every single person our age, every man can remember the first time they found the fucking nudie picture, yeah. right? The yeah, magazine. For sure. Right? Yeah, and yeah, mine was in the woods over there by Campbell Creek. And probably a whole bunch of kids in that neighborhood the same way. And yours was Uncle whatever. That's What's incredible. yours? Yeah. Mine, um, let's see. It's funny because my, as far as I know, my dad doesn't listen they're like look at porn but he oh, did have okay, a magazine okay, as far okay. as i know i mean like <laughs> yeah no, I, my dad's a weird dude okay. like i mean he's we could t- we could have a whole podcast about him but he's not a weird guy <laughs> but he's very like eccentric you okay. know and he, he yeah. and um because and i say this because i'd never come across any of his any of these magazines before yeah and um and it was like in his nightstand and I don't even know how, why I even saw it. Cause I don't, I wouldn't rummage through my parents stuff. Yeah. Maybe he's like, Hey Cody, go grab something out of the, you know, my room or whatever. Yeah. We were, we we're all watching a movie or something. Maybe that was the situation. And I opened the wrong drawer and, uh, I remember looking at it. I was like, Whoa, okay. This is pretty sweet. And, uh, <laughs> and then I never, then I, the only other time that went back to it was like, because I always watched a lot of movies and I know that, you know, you you have buds that you want to uh, like show those things to, oh, right? Yeah, but and so oh, I, I had a friend. I'm like, have you ever seen one of these magazines? And I brought him over to my house and I opened the drawer, showed him, and and I think it must have been the first time that this friend had ever seen something like that because he oh. was just like like blew his hair back. He's like, what <laughs> is this? And I just wanted to show him it really quick. I didn't even look at it with him. I was just like, hey, check this out. You know, just wanted to be cool. And then, then it, he started looking at it for too long, and I'm like, okay. And then I remember okay. like Ring trying it to in. Ring it in. yeah, trying to grab it from him, and then like he held on to it, and I'm like, oh, all right. And then like, I kind of let him look at it for like another minute, and I'm like, okay, we're gonna go outside and play or something. Like, yeah, this is, let's we're cool done. down. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we need to have a cool down moment. <laughs> well, and it's always kind of like, and Daniel opened up a can of worms with that. Um, <laughs> Like, just being a kid and coming across that, and and for me, like, I got to watch rated R movies as a kid. Mm-hmm. Like, my parents didn't really, like, limit me on what I could watch. Mm-hmm. I mean, I watched, you know, old, old um, you know, shows that and sitcoms that maybe were a little bit controversial now. Do you remember maybe. the first rated R movie you saw? Um, yeah, actually, I do. Yeah. Um, I th- I'm pretty sure it's rated R. That's a really good question. I do remember. The Fly? 
Oh, yeah. It's rated R, right? Yeah, with Jeff Goldblum. Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. That's rated R, right? Uh, I think so, yeah, yeah. That's rated R. I'm pretty sure. But, I mean, that was the first one that I can remember where I was like, it kind of fucked me up and I had nightmares and, like, all of it. And I was, like, pretty sure that wasn't, you know, fast forward, that isn't an appropriate movie for a six-year-old kid to watch. Yeah. Seven-year-old kid, I think, if my memory serves me. But, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah. That was it. And Predator. Predator is great. I think that's the, my favorite movie of all time. Really, Predator? Predator? Yeah, my the favorite Arnold movie of all time. Movie. Yeah, is Ooh. Beverly Hills Cop two. <laughs> it's such a weird Axel Foley. Oh, so man. I think that a lot of my personality, can I mean, category. Is, that's just all time. You can just pick one. Is based on <laughs> Eddie Murphy and Jim Carrey. Like those are just like my dudes. Yeah. Ace like ever since Ace I was Ventura's Ace Ventura, Dumb and oh, Dumber, Ace Ventura two. I mean, there's just so many, but like the, the first Ace Ventura, though, um, dude, that thing is. There was there was that uh, movie epic. that Eddie Murphy was in uh, about. Oh my gosh, you might want to look it up. It's uh, it's on Netflix and it's about the um, that African American actor who was just completely outrageous in, in his movie. I think my my name is Dolomite. That's it, and that's the name of the movie. And it was. Uh, I remember watching it with Carrie, and she Dolomite like, is my name. Dolomite is my name. Yeah, yeah. I, I, that movie is so. I've never it, seen it. It's so Me incredible. Either. But like, well, you're that come on. I had, I had like tears in my eyes to see what? Eddie Murphy back on the screen. Oh, that's new. Yeah. Oh, like you mean in that that like truly iconic yeah way, dude. He was he like he shifted was, to Doctor Doolittle and like that well, whole thing. He was thing. 19 when he did Raw. And delirious, and those those standups are incredible. Dude, Can you 19? imagine being nineteen? Yeah, when he's wearing so delirious, the red, is where leather. He's the red leather, and then he was raw 19? is the, the purple. Yeah. yeah, no, he was he. Eddie Murphy Holy is iconic, shit. I didn't dude. Know he was that young, yeah. Can you imagine oh, yeah. going through all that stuff when you're nineteen? No, just like that God, that amount dude. of fame. Jeez. Oh, what did you say? Your favorite movie? Predator? Predator. Dude. Yeah, yeah Predator is great. Do you know that they have that new uh, Hulu show, Prey? That's coming. I out. I just saw it last night. I was like. Yeah! Wow. The yeah. first hunt was like the Indians and shit. And now, like, what about oh what God. about childhood? Like, I feel like there's two brackets. There's like your childhood We're favorite movie, and then like once you like know movies, you're an adult. What's your favorite? Oh. Movie? Still, dude, Beverly Hills Cop too. I mean, like I I'm mm. I'm like a movie guy, but I don't like I really like mm. I like unpretentious movies. So I don't know if you guys are familiar. I'm I'm really into horror movies. I love horror movies. I like horror movies. Um, but if you guys heard of like trauma films. Like trauma, trauma, T R O M A. They're just the uh-uh. trashiest <laughs> movies that you can imagine. Like with the B actors and type shit. Um, yeah, yeah, kind of. So it's like <laughs> yeah. Tromeo and Juliet, uh, Class of Newcomb High, <laughs> uh, Surf Nazis Must Die. No, I mean no, they're just like no. they're so like literally turn your brain off type stuff. That's just outrageous. You okay. Know? Yeah. Yeah, I, I love those mm. types of movies, but I also Good love. Answer. I also what's that? That's a good answer. I, I mean, you were, like <laughs> I was thinking some like you know like Departed or some shit. Like somebody's gonna come out with that. Depart- have you seen the original? No. So, so the Departed is a shot for shot remake of uh, a Korean movie that is just as just as excellent. Really? really? Yeah. Infernal Affairs. That's what it is. The Departed. Yeah. yeah. Uh. You know what I'm talking about with like Jack Nicholson? Yeah, 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 DiCaprio, yeah. Like yeah I didn't know that was a, it's kind yeah, of yeah, epic, a remake. epic yeah. story. It's well, excellent. It's a remake? Yeah. I guess I, I asked that question because I wasn't allowed to watch shit <laughs> when I was a kid. 
I was in this cult. Okay. And, yeah. Uh, so you had to watch it like your friend's house and yeah, no, like so like passing we watched shit. a lot of Disney weird things. And my Your favorite thing as a kid was a Flight it. of the Navigator. Mm-hmm. Was like oh, the weird like man. kid one that I remember with, with the with the drunk dad that beat the little brother. Yeah, and it was like an alien. It was like one of the first like alien that, movies. Is that am I? Is that the right movie? Flight of the Navigator. Yeah, I'm not, I like how you're looking at me now. You guys both have computers in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm just like, is that the right? Am I thinking the right movie? Flight of the Navigator. I'm not sure. In the 80s. I'm gonna. Yeah, it was in the 80s. I'm gonna pull it up. Real quick, um, while you look that up, I with want the, you guys the, uh, to with promise the fucking me wagon, right? With the um, no, it was the alien. It was this thing right here. This oh, this is the one. This oh, is my what bad. you see. I'm thinking of um, like the oh, first yeah, spaceship okay. you ever saw. Well, okay. Well, Forbidden for me, Planet. Forbidden Planet would have been the first. Spaceship no, for I saw. me. Okay. <laughs> growing up in a cult, this okay. is the first time I was able to see. <laughs> like watch a movie that was actually like yeah, yeah. like normal kids. I want you it. to look up Frankenhooker. Frankenhooker. That all is one word. that is the so it came out in 1990. That is a trauma film. I hadn't why well, hadn't watched it. Frankenhooker is by far my favorite movie that I saw this year. I've never even heard of that. Frankenhooker is it in German? No, no, it's in English. Oh, yeah, it's in, it's incredible. Frankenhooker. Okay, you're gonna have to add these movies. <laughs> To um, the music you're gonna send me? Oh yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I'll try not now, to. Can go you up. find this on like streaming things? <laughs> yeah, yeah, or you gotta go to no, like it's streaming. Yeah, okay. I think it's on um, Tubi for free. Is there a way? Is there a way? You know, I, I thought about this because I was looking through your old um, Instagram posts and I saw you had your Blockbuster ID. Yeah, on there, and it just got me thinking. Like, man, Video City was my shit, and Blockbuster was my shit back in the day. I'm like, is there any? Are those stores still alive? Is there a Video one? City on Muldoon still open? But it's more of like uh, he sells antiques, you know, like because that dude, I actually he's got like the rugs and the blankets and the all that other weird shit, like in his parking lot, right? That's the one on Old Seward. So Muldoon, because that, yeah. that was that was I'm thinking oh, yeah, Muldoon. Muldoon. Yeah, oh, yeah. you are? Yeah, he yeah. does okay. have. He does always has like the lion like blankets, the blankets. and the, okay, yeah. okay, yeah, 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 okay, yeah, ah. yeah. So like, but that dude's like just a. A, a really big collector so mm. he he would just he's collect selling all he's stuff. not renting them i think so i think and then so he's got like uh people that like dig for really kind of obscure like horror movies or alaskana or you mm. know things like that yeah. and go to him okay yeah alaskana is that I like old alaska shit yeah is he the Muldoon Alaska? Did you make that fur? word up? No, no. Okay. No, like if you go to the bookstore, like say Tidalway, they have the Alaska okay, section. Yeah. Okay, I've been yeah, saying yeah. a lot of big words. I pretty much believe everything coming out of his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Very journalistic. <laughs> have you ever actually been in the bottom part of Video City on Muldoon? Like, uh, like yeah. The, mm. Yeah. What is that where the porno was? Yeah. No, no, that, that wasn't, wasn't just it? the porno. That was like you had the, the, the little horror movie section too. Okay, that's yeah. what it was. It, it was definitely kind of weird. Like, it was just the way you went down there. Yeah. And then it was like, you know, they, they had a I'm, bunch of under Muldoon Road right now. They had a bunch yeah. of other movies down there, too. Because cause the horror section it had a weird smell. Had to like, it. A, like a little, a little uh, doorway. <laughs> and it was good. like a Some small little jerking closet going room. on down there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you just see, like, I don't know, man. You see people with like trench coats in there and shit. And it was just like, <laughs> oh, God. I'm just trying, you know, I had the okay. homie that lived in the trailer park at the end of Muldoon right before the highway. Yeah. And that we would ride there to go get a movie yeah. whenever I crashed at his place on the weekends. And it was like, that's my memory of it. it was, well, let me ask you this. I don't know. Is every old movie 
rental place now a used car place? <laughs> <laughs> and is every old club a church? <laughs> I don't know. I don't go to clubs. I know, but you used to. Pretty sure. Lost Abbey was the ultimate epic. Lost Abbey came came uh, before me. Okay, but now it's a church. And then like Beto's too, right? I always heard about those two places. Yes, and then there's the other one that's downtown, which was like fantasies on. It was like fantasies, and there was a club upstairs. Five levels. Yeah, yeah. Now it's a church. It's like the. It's a. It's like a church. I mean, it's like. It's the club church. Okay, you know, you what, know what? There's another one. The video it's like rental place. Club after the club after the club. Yes, yes. <laughs> the, the, the the bottom floor. <laughs> you know that third club. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When the sun comes up after the part, the after party, after the party. <laughs> Will you, you admit all your sins? <laughs> <laughs> can you take that church seriously though it's just towering sitting there like man that was a strip joint dude <laughs> i wonder if that's intentional though <clears throat> you know like like yeah yeah, yeah. Let, let's, like let's kind of transition this place to a place of god or something like that oh yeah i feel like it's intentional it look better or are are like no one else wants to buy this this is the lord's this is. The I mean, it was now. boarded up. I'll there. give you the Lord price. <laughs> <laughs> it's right above the teardown price. <laughs> this is this is either going to be demolished or it's going to be a church. <laughs> it could go either way. Church price sounds real good. <laughs> It has to be because they don't pay taxes. So it's like, all right, well, I get this deal on the spot right here. Like, is Coots going to be a church, man? We'll know this answer when Coots becomes the house of the Lord. (laughs) And who knows when. (laughs) Uh, Do you feel a lot of pressure with your new museum deal? With chatter marks and, like, didn't you just recently, like, yeah, sign with the museum. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I you sign with the big label. I yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now I have six <laughs> months to create my second album. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking for featured artists, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I gotta make this hit. <laughs> um, or do you feel as if like it's been coming to this point? No, no. You know, I think that. At a certain point, I just let things happen. Like, whatever's going to happen is going to happen because, like we were talking about earlier with the magazine, and I'm like, oh, I had these, you know, these dreams of it just blowing up right off the bat, right? And then then you get into it, and you understand, like, the reality of it, and then you work through that new reality, and um, you find that it's easier to just kind of, like, do your thing and find your way kind of in like the slipstream of like the world mm-hmm. rather than like going against the current, you know, like I'm going to try to change everything. So with the museum, how that came about is, uh, Julie Decker was on the crude podcast. Cause I'm just like, I love museums anyway. I, I like history. I like, I'm interested in that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, And so I had her on and the way that she talked about the museum transitioning um, this new concept of a museum that is not a place of antiquities. It's a place of 
like uh, representing culture currently. So it's very present rather than like, here's the code of Hammurabi, you know, or mm, here's a okay. mummy, you know. Um, and so she's like, I want to have events and this and that. And I was like, that is incredible. You know, she wants mm. to be to re- be representative of like the current culture of Alaska. And I loved it because that's it. That's pretty similar to crude. You know, I want I want this to be. You know, this episode to be a time capsule of where this person is in their life currently, right? Um, and to talk about, like, where they've been, where they're going. Or maybe, like I talked about with Emma Hill, like, let's just talk about addiction. You know, that's cool. Let's talk about something that, that you went through and you came out on the other side better. So, anyway, uh, with Chattermarks, I'm just like, you know, Julie and I work together to come up with lists of guests that are okay. like that my- like presenters uh, at the museum or they're in some way affiliated with the museum. They're an artist, something like that. Um, I'll also give suggestions like, hey, maybe we should talk to this person, you know? Yeah. And it's really collaborative in that way. And um, then, you know, I do the interviews in the same way that I do a crude interview, you know? Okay, so that was like kind of my next question. Do you, do you feel like you have to structure those um, podcasts differently than crude? Or is this kind of the same model? I think it's the same model. It's just about who I interview. Like, I, I probably wouldn't interview Andre Spinelli for the Anchorage Museum because maybe that, uh, and that that's a new, that that's the most recent crude episode, but like. Excellent episode. Thank you. I yeah, love I, Dre. I love, I love Dre. I love his laugh. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's just funny. He's just like a funny, uh, like thoughtful guy that uh, has just, you know. Big Air Dre. Big Air yeah. Dre. And I, that's how I know Big Air Dre. Yeah. And I find myself next to these soccer games with Dre because our kids, like, are on the same teams. Okay, okay. You know, and we're just like, oh, you know. Yeah. Like, I've been standing next to this guy for years, yeah. you know. And it's just funny now that we're just, like, dads. You know? <laughs> <laughs> drinking Gator Light. Yeah, yeah, we're drinking Gator Light, dude. He's, hydrated. He's, he's drinking Jaeger Light. <laughs> Jaeger light, <laughs> and I I would actually maybe go back to Jaeger if they try. Oh. <laughs> Chad, hey, Chad's been bringing it back. Dude. <laughs> Chad has been trying to bring back the Jaeger, man. He's trying hard. It's tough, man. That used to be the blackout juice. I used to go into. This is bad. I used to go into uh, the Pioneer, and before Mike owned the Pioneer, he was always the lead bartender dude okay. there at night, like on the weekend. Yeah, that was yeah. his money making time, and he would just know. Like, we're coming in, and he would just serve me in. Man, this is bad. I'm going to just say this. <laughs> oh, pint. In the Stella the Stella glass, the Stella beer glass. The big one. Stella Artois. Yeah. He would just serve oh, me up shit. like an 80-20 Jaeger Red Bull. Oh, my God. And I have, in my house, like four of them from then. Yeah. Because I would be so hammered, I would just leave with the glass and just yeah. wake up in my house. And now I just have them in my house. Oh, my gosh. God, just blacked. My goodness. I bet you don't miss those hangovers, though. Oh, no way. No, I didn't get hangovers then. No, I did. I did. No, I don't miss those hangovers. Oh, that was. Yeah. Ooh, we. Let's take a break. I guess we'll be right back. (laughs) The Treehouse AK, your one-stop dispensary located at 341 Boniface Parkway. Be sure to ask the bud tender about their deal of the day because, honestly, there's always something good on deck. And, guys, listen. This is where the culture lives. At the Treehouse, their dedication to servicing consumers has been developed through a lifetime of involvement in the cannabis culture. 
They're committed to providing the highest quality products at whatever value your budget affords, while always maintaining the deep-rooted principles that have carried them this far. Their focus is on relationships over transactions, and you can always depend on them to treat you with the respect you deserve. Hit them up at thetreehouseak.com, and remember, you must be 21 years of age to enter their store. Tailored Restoration, 24-hour emergency home services, helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Tailored has an emergency response number with trained professionals available to help you at any time, day or night. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Make an appointment today at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Since 2008, Serrano's is Anchorage's own new generation of Old Cocina. Their menu showcases the passion and love of their rich heritage and unique family recipes that have been passed down through the generations. Serrano's goal is to embrace and display trad flavors using the best ingredients that are available. They focus on making everything from scratch daily. In-house menu includes handcrafted corn tortillas, salsas, carne asada, and chorizo. But don't take their word for it. Experience their tradition and sabor for yourself. Locations on Tudor and Northern Lights, both with new tequila bars. Check out their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. The Connoisseur Lounge, located in the heart of Palmer, Alaska. The Connoisseur Lounge is Palmer's first locally owned and operated cannabis retailer. Their beautiful store is located at 226 Evergreen Avenue. The Connoisseur Lounge has exclusive cannabis products such as Snowcap Romance, Aurora Haze, Superglue, and one of our favorites, Sugar Cookies. And if you're not into the flower, the connoisseur can hook you up with edibles, vape supplies, and a ton of CBD options for all your health and inflammation needs. Check out their daily deals at theconnoisseurlounge.net, or even better, stop by the lounge today. Remember, you must be 21 years of age to enter their store. Uh, thank you to all the people that have been um, messaging me for uh, questions about Alaska and new people that are moving here. Um, or questions about like real estate or fishing like that. Um, if I haven't got to you back or if we haven't got to you back yet, that's still in our plans. Thank you. I was just telling Brandon, um, we get like crazy, like messages and like phone calls. And I was just wondering like, how did these people get my number? Um, I got a random call from a guy just asking me a bunch of Alaska questions. Like he's thinking about moving here and all this stuff. And I was just like, okay, well, in my mind first of all i was like how did you get my number and then two i was like i gotta call this guy back yeah. like and answer and ask him all these all these things but we had a guy we'd normally do trivia we do trivia and we're about to do some trivia right now and uh normally jack um unfortunately jack couldn't make it tonight he had something going on with his kids mm -hmm. um but he uh jack does all the trivia for us right and it's kind of like one of our segments but we haven't really quite polished it yet <laughs> yes, <laughs> like it's we pretty suck. Hit and miss. <laughs> but we had uh, one of the one of the listeners. He was he was like Facebook messaging me or something. And he's like, and I got some good questions for you guys. Trivia. So, this is it. Okay. Um, shout out to James Majetich. M A J E T I C H. How would you pronounce that? I mean, that's that would be my guess too. Probably Majetic. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Majetich. It might be a. Yeah, on the end. Okay, so thank you, Saint. Thank you to James, man. He sent out these questions. I was like, I know the guy. So these are 
way easier <laughs> than Jack's trivia because Jack's is like, what is the third Portage Glacier from the north side of the... <laughs> uh, well, I don't know, but How many lakes are in Alaska? Uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Like 700,000? Still forgot what it is. Um, so, Mr. Journalist... <laughs> oh wow! Crude magazine. No pressure. I'm gonna get them all wrong. Museum, Alaska Museum guy. Um, what four animals in Alaska turn white in the winter? Was it? Is it a ptarmigan? Is that one of them? That's one. Um, that turn white. Yep, seasonal change. Yeah. Uh, That's funny a- you said that because that wasn't even one of his answers. So there's five, uh, James. There's five animals that. <laughs> Turn white in Alaska. Yep, the ptarmigan. Is it a deer? The deers don't, though. No. Nope. <laughs> yeah. Deers. <laughs> All the mooses. You guys hear my little snicker? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, he almost sounded really smart there for a second. Let's, I can't I can't think of what, what turned white. Well, uh, I mean, this is not just for you. This is like oh, for all of us. Yeah, all okay, of us. Okay, so, and the it's listeners. It's a round table. And the okay. It's a round table. It's a round okay. table. Okay, so, so it's some starts. assholes listen to this like, <laughs> burn, 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 burn. Yeah. how do they not know that? <laughs> yeah, They're, from yeah, there. Yeah. They're just like, like shaking. Uh, their shirt. I've got a. I've got a. Um, hold, on, hold on, hold on. Let's go. Cody, Cody got one right. All right. You any more guesses before you well, give he up said your turn? Deers. So are deers in there? (laughs) I kind of feel like that qualifies and it's my turn. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Way over. (laughs) Like no. Yeah, no deers. Yeah. Alaska surf and hunt. (laughs) Deers. If you you think of another one, just you ever done the monitor? Blur it out. Yeah. Let me see. Uh, It's okay to blurt. Um, Yeah. I've got like a, a hair. There's like a okay Arctic hair. Yes, yeah, yes. an Arctic hair. That's, hair good. An That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Rabbit there you go. Hair. Yep, there you go. That's two. Right. So there's originally there's four. Now there's five. Yeah. Well, we well we got a mulligan. Five is time again. You just made that one up. It is true. Okay. But it wasn't part of the list. Yep. yep. Right. You get a Jaeger Stella glass at oh, the Pioneer yeah. from Big Mike. With a little bit of old puke in there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next like time you go and tell him I sent soap, you. Beer-soaked carpet. Um, so we really There's only no got, more carpet. Could think, you imagine if there was carpet in the pile? <laughs> God. Only on the pool table, right? <laughs> uh, we only have one out of the four. So no, yeah. it feels like we're doing well. But we have a ptarmigan that's a mulligan, and then mm-hmm. we got the hair. The, the Arctic hair. So now we have three more. Yep. Uh, Cody. Any guesses? Uh, you said an Arctic hair. What about an Arctic fox? I will say. Um, fox? Yeah. Shout yeah, out to the homie um, Mark. Be one. Up on the slope life. Always posted pictures of these. Oh, Mark Thompson? Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah, my shout homie, out to Mark. My homie Mark. Yeah. Uh, and his brother Vantigo. That's what I call him now. Photogra- Fox or is Fox on yep. there? Yep. Arctic okay. Fox. Arctic Fox. Arctic Fox. Yep. yep. Um. <clears throat> oh. Um. Seen them in June, and they were like still spotty. Like I'm pretty sure they were white, and then they were still like transitioning back to brown. Mm. So this is up by like north of Glen Allen, Paxson area, mm-hmm. in like Arctic Man. Yeah, yeah, totally right before summit. Yep. Um, 
Man, Arctic Man was badass back in the day. God, that needs to come back, man. I never made it. Dude. I never made it. I never made it. It'll never down. be what it used to be, though. I know. I feel like the I full missed Wild an West, era, it will never. Yeah, dude. It'll never happen again. God. I lucked yeah. out. I went uh, to one of those. It was an article that I wrote for Frequency Magazine at the time. What year? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. Let's see. I think like it probably would have been. 10 th- Yeah, yeah. It would have been probably. It had to be two thousand before two thousand ten because oh no no it wouldn't have been then because that was when the album came out and the hill climb or the um yeah not hill climb but wasn't uh the Valdez yeah what was the snowboard company oh tailgate? tailgate tailgate first came back yeah okay. when my album came out. yeah. And we were at the rendezvous and Farmer and DJ Cross. Oh like my that, god! I like you, like I, I'm sure you were there. It was May. It was mayhem. <laughs> so I it might was have bef- been too young. And it oh maybe yeah 2010. I was still in college, so I would have been in Reno. Okay, so that was like the final. Like dudes had to choose. Like, are you going to tailgate? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or are you going to go to? arctic man and a lot of the riders a lot of the snow machine riders were like well we're snowboarders too and we're gonna come up here there's way less people we can actually ride in thompson mm-hmm. pass but i wasn't a snow machiner so i was like ah, i'm not gonna go over there and just watch yeah like i want to go ride so okay anyway arctic fox oh yeah so arctic hair in arctic man area yes um in camp, we saw like it's like a little weaselly looking thing. Yes, you got um, it. It's, it's a like that's it. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Like so, was th- that four now? Yep. Okay. That's three. Oh, four. Well, four with the one. with the surplus. So you know what was badass is that that little ermine would come out. It had its little pocket holes around the campsites, and then he oh, like a ground squirrel. Yeah, but he was like you know long. Eight, eighteen inches long. Like he just slithered. Yeah. And very they aggressive. Like a ferret. Yeah, 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 I'd say that's really, really accurate. But I guess they're very aggressive. Oh, yeah. Dude, the fucking squirrels were just pouncing on this thing. Uh-huh. Every time that guy came up, squirrels were like full attack. Okay, and I was probably like, goes oh, after their baby. Yeah. Something like that. Something like, it was It was pretty cool to watch, like some National Geographic shit at, at a campground. Yeah. yeah. The ermine versus the squirrel. Yeah. Do, do wolverines change colors? No. Or no? They just, they're just so. super elusive and they stay the same. Yes, they stay super the same. Elusive okay. Super elusive. Super elusive. I've only seen yeah. two in my life. For a split second, I bet. Yes. I was like, whoosh, They see you and flash. they're gone. Yep. Mm-hmm. Have you seen one? I haven't. I did watch a documentary about a guy looking for one, and he was looking for them for like decades, right? And so it's... It's like a wolf. It's on accident. Yeah, yeah. Like and you got you lucky trapped. to it's, just see it's it. It's funny to hear that you're like, yeah, I saw two. And this guy's like seeking him out for like a decade. And he's like just well, crushed because he can't see him. Yeah. And you're like, whoops. Well, this is like three decades of going in the woods. Okay. I've okay. seen two. Yeah. And three wolves. Like three wolf sightings. Yeah. Yeah, though you don't see those very often. You don't see either. those either. No. People might think you see that all the time. You don't. Yeah. No, you definitely <clears> don't. It's always in the weirdest, precarious, like... I was deep somewhere, and I went in the like. You wake up early in the morning, you got to pee so bad, and you get out the tent. And I went and took a pee, and I look up, and there's this wolf just staring at me, dude, like thirty yards away. Is it a wolf? Is that it was an, a wolf? One, no, one of the answers. No, it's not. No, it's oh, not. It's not. I almost okay. forgot about trivia there for a second. <laughs> I had a really cool Wolverine story though. Yeah. So there's this badass book that is on this dude that trapped and was a fur bear in Alaska. I forget his name. Um, it's. Uh, 
it's not crossing my mind right now. Hunting the Hunters is the name of the book. Okay. All right. So hunting the Hunters. Hunting the Ooh, Hunters. I'm going to put right? that on my list. It's a really great book. So, and, and this is not probably as awesome and as accurate as the book depicts. But he's got this story. He's um, hardcore winter fur bear. Like, takes the Scandic and goes, like, 200 miles off the road back into wherever. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, plinking wolves off of a moose that's, like, being eaten alive. Like, he's got cool stories like that. Like, he's got two or three wolf on the back of his Scandic hauling him out of there. Is this like, it? That's it. That's the one. Yep. Cool. This is old snow machine. He's got the white suit, the 25-06, long range. Yep. Badass fucking five 600 yard rifle um he tells this story of of all his like expeditions to get fur right he's a highway he's on the highway and he comes across to a wolverine at night so he dips off into the woods chases this thing down you know he's snowshoes goes back gets gets on this thing Mm -hmm. shoots it he's like bam man wolverine middle of the day crazy never happens he hooks his thing up to a tether. Now he's like snowshoeing out. And he might have been snow skiing. I, you have mm. to read the book to double check. It's been like 12 years since I read the book. The fucking Wolverine comes back to life, dude. It's oh. knocked unconscious, not dead. And so it's just, strapped to him? It's strapped to him. Oh, my god! So he's got his <laughs> trekking poles, dude. And he's like <laughs> keeping the Wolverine away, injured, pissed off. Oh my god! Fighting off with his fucking trekking poles until it, it it dies. Like it finally, like you know, comes back to life and it's injured, and so it it dies from its injury. But he okay. had to sit there. And I don't remember how long, but just like to give you perspective on like the great white buffalo wolverine that we never see. Yeah. And this dude like clips one, and then he's got it. He's dragging it out, and yeah. he's, now he's on a toe to toe with it, which is already like a Tasmanian devil, right? Yeah. At least here mm-hmm. you you. you you see in like National Geographic videos, those things will scatter a pack of wolves. Yeah, and yep. take a carcass. Like for yeah. some reason, like nobody wants none of that thing. No, and I just kept pure tenacity. Like, this dude's like six feet away with a tether. Okay, trying to keep it off of him. If you could just imagine, like, wow, what yeah. that even is. Like it. Oof. As you were telling that story, I don't know if you guys remember that movie black sheep with chris farley and david spade oh yeah. my god and is it it's either black <laughs> so sheep or tommy stupid. boy i'm pretty sure it's black sheep where they hit the deer and that's then, tommy boy oh, that's tommy boy okay tommy and then boy. they put it in the back of the the car <laughs> and, and they think it's dead and then all of a sudden they look in the rear view mirror and it's just alive and, and then it starts like punching s- holes in the ceiling it's like it's, <laughs> or six, the roof. it's just like uh <laughs> like fucking numbers matching 68 charger or whatever the hell he's got <laughs> yeah, and it just, yeah, yeah. just rips to shred his whole fucking <laughs> so funny and then they they stop they get out of it and then this thing just stands in triumph you know on top of the <laughs> gallops off into the yeah. ditch and runs off <laughs> well remember they were driving and singing crying because he was dead right yeah weren't they wasn't that what they were doing no so that was oh, no, er, that's, that's earlier that's earlier that's right with, with that one song it's uh uno promesa it's that's like it. uno promesa right. i gotta mix it up yeah Oh, so, so back to trivia. We got the four. Oh yeah. So I'm just going to give you the last one. Yeah, go for it. A lemming. Oh, I wouldn't have got that. What's a lemming again? Yeah. What's an animal? (laughs) Like, oh, that makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of weaselly. I think, I think it's like, no, it's like a little, uh, a lemming is like, uh, like a shrewish. Oh, shrew. Yeah. Like a little one of those. Okay. Yeah. A rodent. 
a rodent of some yeah, sort. Ground, I'm pretty sure. Ground critter. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, okay. So he he did um, give us another question. This is easier. Okay. Because obviously we suck at trivia. <laughs> I, I thought we did pretty good on the. On well, that the last, last question is almost like four questions. I feel like we found one of the um, word find words that wasn't. You know how you find one a word that's in the word find and it wasn't supposed to be there. Oh yeah, hmm. yeah. the secret word. The secret word. Yeah. The word, yeah. In the word. <laughs> <laughs> we found the secret word. It's ptarmigan. Um, what Alaska mammals are white? Oh, like polar bear, right? There's four. Well, there could be more, but there's four. Oh, so this is another well, four-part question. Yes, this okay. is, there's four. So polar bear, Alaska animal. Right? Yes, polar bear is one. There's like a doll sheep. That's two. Um, goat. Three. We have goat. Um, is it ptarmigan again? No. A okay. seal. Nope. I just keep trying to say ptarmigan. <laughs> I'm just like, I'm going to nail these questions. <laughs> it's a state bird. Ptarmigan. Ptarmigan. That's me, ptarmigan. I saw it. I saw it. It's a state bird. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Uh, a seal? No. A seal? No, that's a bird. That's a mammal. 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 That is a mammal, though. Mm. But not white. Oh, maybe beluga? Yes. Bam, good dude. Good job. Oh. Yeah. Fucking done. <laughs> Holy shit. Yo. Holy shit, bro. Good job, museum. You got it. Damn, dude. You, guys, you guys ever actually see them in uh in turning an arm? What about? I ha- actually what, I was that? just talking to my dad. Beluga Point never actually like seen them really close up to the <sighs> yes. shore there. The only one, or I've seen a couple of them, but the this most year. recent one I saw was a dead one that fall. got washed onto the shore. Mm. That was kind of mm. gnarly. No, yeah. this year my dad actually because he had to drive back with us from our trip back from the Russian River, mm-hmm. where we slayed him. Um, <laughs> he's like, off. he's like, do you ever see belugas? Because back in the day, that was our thing. We used yeah. to cruise out, and he like, the belugas are in. Yeah. And he would take mm-hmm. us out there to look at them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes, they come in when they follow the um, hooligan in the spring. In the spring, I saw them this this spring. I see them in the fall too. Mm-hmm. They've come in the fall when they're yeah. following the pinks, like like right now. What's interesting and actually kind of makes that uh, kind of gross late fall, is that Anchorage flushes all of its uh, sewer out into that area. So when you're like, oh my gosh, look at how majestic the, the oh. whales are, but they're just swimming through your Yeah, turrets. they're not white anymore. They're brown. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> they turn they turn brown. <laughs> all is turning an arm? Uh, yeah, that's what I heard, that it just gets flushed out there. Hmm. But we might but need to fact check that. Yeah, but it, you know, I'm pretty sure that's what happens. But after lot, it's but filtered and a whole bunch of stuff. Okay, so it's good. Like <laughs> we could drink it. They got the life straws at Costco it, now. I, guess. Oh, yeah. I take one of those. <laughs> My kid, dude, he just lives with a life straw. He's like, I don't need a water bottle. <laughs> What's a life straw? <laughs> it's um, Sawyer's the brand, and it makes it's like a filter where you can drink out of like any water source, like and a gutter, like a gutter water, really. I well, mean, when you go on, um, it's really meant for like Western hunting. <laughs> okay. So when you're going for like elk and and mule deer and stuff like that, and you're and you're hunting out there, there's a lot of water that is infested with other feces and beavers and stuff like that. You don't want beaver fever and all this stuff. Yeah, yeah. So they already. So yeah. they there's a whole industry you probably know of filter a filtration of backcountry filtration. Yeah. Okay. And one of them is called the Life Straw. Yeah. 
And now they sell it at Costco in a four pack, which is crazy. The big blue thing? No, it's the little ones. So it looks like, oh. um, it kind of looks like this remote control. And it basically is like a straw. And inside and the bottom is the filtration. So you can just stick the straw into a lake or a river yeah. and just suck right out the straw. And it's filtered good water. Yeah. I always think of what the aliens think we're doing down here. Like when they, you just get on your hands and knees and you start sucking out of a river through a straw. <laughs> like, what are they doing what now? Doing? God. I took that thing with me on Sunday, actually. I haven't like had the it life out. straw. Yeah. I yeah. found it in my tote and I was like, in case I break down and have to spend the night. Oh, you got to. Well, now you have the, um, the Steri pin, which is what I bring. It's a UV ultralight. Okay. That you just will put in any, you put it in the water or you can get it out of anywhere. You know what I'm saying? Mountain. That throws me for a loop. Oh, it's probably the number best way. It's probably the best way to filtrate because that light just ultra kills kills it all immediately. Mm. So they say. Yeah, I don't know. You didn't so get they sick, say. right? Bring lots of baby wipes. No, I I've never been sick with water. No, I know, I know. And I drink a lot of crazy. And the, water. You know what? You guys are probably purifying water you didn't need to. The pioneer prepared me. <laughs> yeah, those big, those big uh, Jaeger drinks. I could drink any water. It's like, can I get a glass of pond water? Yeah, I got my straw ready. What about the? You bring the life straw to the bio. <laughs> <laughs> Fully filtered <laughs> yeah. All the toxins are out. No hangover. <laughs> what if you did have the straw, dude? Ooh, that's a good invention. The straw where you, if you drink everything through the straw, you don't get a hangover. Uh, I, I actually uh friends with a uh a girl who was talking or told us in college about how to um you basically get brita filter and then you pour mm. the vodka in there and then you can do that a couple times so that it's like it's like top shelf vodka and i was like that's oh, so it's like extra yeah. filter yeah yeah exactly <laughs> triple like, that, filtered that is so smart <laughs> i've never done it just pour it through <laughs> ice and through the filter like, <laughs> <laughs> well it, it got me thinking about the uh the brooks water it's like minerally, okay, and and we didn't filter we didn't filter that water for like, no, I don't. We never have actually. We've I gone never. up there on hunts and like we just drink it. Just drink the water. Well, it's just like coming out of the mountain, dude. Yeah, like it's like no, literally like coming right like, out of the mountain. That's awesome. It yeah, it's like it doesn't have, but it's minerally, dude. So it's like yeah, it. Uh, so it's like Perrier. Yeah. Oh no, it's like drinking blood, like, like oh. the iron. Okay, like the irony. Yeah. If you ever like sucked on your finger and you cut it, yeah, and you fit, taste that iron. Yeah, it's like that. Yeah, right. It just it not get, as it, as, but like that's the closest resemblance. It, get, it really like upsets my stomach. Yeah, like not like sick from Giardia type. It's just the farts are the worst. The mineraliness, <laughs> mineral farts. The yeah, mineral, mineral farts. Fart, dude. We call and <laughs> with a dehydrated mountain house, dude. Oh yeah. my yeah, god! Like dude. I know it's not like the the most popular topic, but it's just a reality. <laughs> yeah, when you drink that water, it's like, oh man, sorry guys, like it's just bad. <laughs> I mean, you know, I'm just hydrated and healthy over here and loving it, but it'll. Yeah, I've drank a lot of crazy your body water, processes. It well, now here. you know, 
um, when the pandemic hit, everyone's buying water bottles. I was like, I'm going to go buy a water filter. Mm, yeah. And I bought the one that, like, Katadin is another big brand. They sell, like, um, for anyone listening, they have it at REI or at Barney's, um, AMH, any of these stores. It is, like, um, like a dry sack that's maybe, like, the size of... Um, I don't know what that is, like five liters. And you can just dip it into the river or dip it into the lake and hang mm. it up and it'll filtrate through a tube into whatever, your water bottle or whatever. Yeah. And that's like legit if you're going to go do beaver streams and stuff like like the Golcana. Yeah. Um, even like the Kenai, things like, even I just drink from the Kenai. But stuff that's <laughs> you like. You just drink from the Kenai? Yeah, I just drink from Oh, the you put it in this thing though. No, 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 no. no. I just drink from the Kenai. Do you really? Yeah. Like like no filter anything. No filter, nothing. Like I I don't drink any filter in Alaska. I I don't. Wait, like you can have a cup. Yeah. And I'll you just, and you scoop I'll make coffee. It into yeah. And make coffee. Where you boil it? You mean? Well, that I mean a slight boil, like a second, just to get it hot for coffee. But you. But you'll, yeah, but you'll take it. a cup and then you'll just. Yeah. Oh yeah, I will. That's brave. We got a lot of hate on like, I wouldn't say hate, but like people that, because we posted a reel of making ceviche from a fresh salmon. Okay. And we brought limes and all the shit to make ceviche. And everyone's like, oh, the worms fucking did that. But we've been doing this shit for years. Yeah. I mean, I could be infested with worms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah they're just falling out of your eyes. <laughs> <laughs> <Even through it>. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> a little wormy today. I hate to break it to you, Daniel, but uh, I'm seeing some worms. <laughs> yeah, but like r- mountain streams, like, I, I mean, we've had to go to the point where we're like digging, like there's a barely a bubble coming out of a mountain and we'll dig a hole so that it creates, yeah. you know what I'm saying, uh, um uh, like cool. a reservoir mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying of water and then you'll go in and dip it yeah and dip it out of that not with no filter no nothing I, and the reason because I, I always hated the pills okay when the you tablets. when you put in the um iodine pills and that they even had the pill to like take away the taste of the other pill mm-hmm. i was like oh this is ridiculous just drink the water and mm-hmm. just go full rambo yeah, we never had to do the tablets I know. I always brought them, and I, was, I hear they, they taste never, awful, and I'm like, "Oh, Fuck it's it, the man. worst." I'm just gonna. But now find the They have water. like the Steri pin, which I brought, which I bought because I'm like, ah, well. I, you could have drank out of the streams up where you guys were last year. We did without a Steri pin. I mean, yes. Like, did we, you actually did. have to do yeah. it? No, no, we did. No, I mean, we we like didn't have to. Off but I brought the fucking like, thing, so I was like, I'm just gonna use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'm saying just it made in case. For cool videos and shit. Yeah, yeah, it's real good content. <laughs> Do you guys have any stories of, um, I mean, because you're, you're outdoor guys, right? Like, I grew yeah. up being outdoors, and I just... Uh, snowboarding, right? For, yeah, yeah, snowboarding, yeah. camping, hunting. Sure. Uh, my family would always go to Montague, you know, yep. for Sick. like... The I mean, Montague Cup. Well, there's the Montague Cup, but like we started going to Montague uh, in addition to that, or even before that, to get deer meat. For yeah. the deer's meat. Deers. <laughs> for, yeah. The white deers. Yeah. Hey, for, uh, the white ones. For the year. And that's what we'd eat, you know, all year long. Um, Take the boat out and go out there and go get them? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then gas prices went up, and so we had to kind of transition. But do you guys – so I don't really do that stuff anymore, um, but you guys do. Do you have, like, a like something that sticks out in your mind where, you're like, that was a that was a really hairy situation? Oh, yeah. There's plenty. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Any I think, that like I top? Think, I think that when you go out enough, you you find yourself in situations where you're like, this could be bad. Mm-hmm. I, you have to find a way to get out of the situation. 
um, to make it back to my family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, there's been bear situation. There's animal situations. Okay. There's actually one, there's one really good highlight one. I wouldn't say it turned out to be normal, but we just got done with a sheep hunt, Brandon mm-hmm. and me and my buddy Cisco. We're in the Brooks range. We're like, I don't know, 50 miles back. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We're deep. Uh, not that far when we, when this happened, I'm talking about the, um, you'll hear it. We get back to the camp. We're carrying meat. Everyone's carrying raw oh, meat in your backpack. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? We, we had done 50 miles that week. Yeah. And so we get to, we finally get to a river basin. Um, and a lot of times when you're hunting sheep, there's no fire making, dude. There's none of that. You're sleeping on top of mountains. There's mm-hmm. like wind and there's like your mountain house in and carrying your water up because, or you're finding little nooks, you know what I'm saying, to yeah. get water. Um, so we, we are successful with the sheep and we made our way back down to the river, which guided us in like a lot of times that's the way that you'll come in. You'll follow this river, um, till you get back and then you climb up and then you go on. Mm-hmm. Um, so we get to, um, our camp before the exit out and we're going to cook meat. Mm-hmm. We're like, we're going to eat some have of this. our first fire. We're going to have our first fire, and which like, is like you know, amazing. Like After you've been days. hiking 60 miles and you come back, a fire is like, it is the most uplifting. It's like a good song, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. To have the fire. And so we, we gather the wood and we set up the teepee and we make the fire. And we got sheep meat on sticks, you know what I'm saying? No seasoning. I don't think we even had seasoning that first time. No. And we're just cooking it, dude. We're just like, we've been eating rejuvenated meals and it just sucks and like we want like meat or like we had the first little batch boiled in my like little pot yeah oh yeah that one night and then the night we got the sheep and then we came down and then we got to actually like cook it over fire then it was like yeah so we are in this um like aura of like it's it already became dark. We're having a fire. We're cooking the meat. We're successful hunters. We did this crazy thing, and we went way back, and we traveled so far, and we're just like kind of like sitting in our um, emotions of the success, you yeah. know. And then we're just eating this meat. Very complacent. Very complacent. We had set our rifles down. We had already set up the teepee in our beds. Like, oh, we're just gonna eat, and then we're just gonna go to bed, and we just know we got. 12 miles to hike out of here tomorrow it's gonna be Mm. a fucking bitch so we're just gonna like you know so we're just absorbing it all just like thinking and talking and yeah and cooking the meat you know what i'm saying just super like old school like i guess primal primal yeah that's a good word um and all of a sudden we hear a rustling Mm -hmm. like a something big is like bias and we're like the first thing you hear is bear because on the way in we spotted a mama with two cubs mm-hmm. and we spotted a huge boar that stood up and like looked at us. You know what I'm saying? As you're hiking in, you come across these animals. And um, the first thing we thought is there's a bear, there's mm-hmm. a bear in the camp. So we're just panicked, immediate panic. Like where's the rifles? You know what I'm saying? Cause like it was within 20 yards. Mm-hmm. We heard the noise. We're like, shit. So we just panic. We probably all dropped the sticks with the meat. We all like scramble to find our word with headlights. It's like pitch black. Mm-hmm. Find our rifles, and we're just like looking for the the sound. Like, where's it at? And we're and in our heads. Like, we know a lot about bears. You know, what I'm saying if they're gonna come in for something, they're circling, they're looking, they're circling around, they're gonna come around. Yeah, they don't just come charging in. Yeah, they're you know? they're sneaky. You know, <clears throat> what I'm saying they're gonna try to be sneaky first. Yeah. Um. So we 
are like looking and we hear the sound and we still hear it moving and we're like got our headlights on and we all put them on our high beams and we're looking and what we see come out of this brush literally what 15 yards yeah 10 it was 10 right yards next to the fire right next to the fire was a muskox dang it looked like a vw bus yeah it was a lone bull that come to find out so we're like shit oh my god we're just like <sighs> you know what i'm saying oh it was just a muskox and this thing didn't give one sh- fuck about us dude <laughs> just grunted it by. just grunted at us looked no. at us just just no. kept walking dude just like looked just stared us down and just walked 10 yards from our fire and us cooking the meat and just kept on walking and we're just like oh my god look at that thing dude it is huge it was like a vw bus dude. yeah a huge thing and so then after it passed we're just like oh my god you know we're coming down from the drone and then we realized well muskox are like herd animals there's probably like 40 more <laughs> coming over this hill and they don't care they're just gonna like go over whatever's in front of them yeah our teepee us sleeping in the teepee so we stayed like up a scene from lion king yeah it's just like they're coming dude they're coming and so we like Come stayed up awesome. you know last night not <laughs> yeah <laughs> but obviously there's no more and then we went to fairbanks and talked to the biologist and she and the sheep biologist because we were turning in the sheep and uh they called in the muskox biologists because they're like what you guys saw them where you were you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying because where we were was like not typical to where you see muskox okay like we're pretty south and they're like oh that must have been a lone bull that got kicked out of its herd and what they do is they just start traveling they just start looking for trouble looking for another herd i don't even know if they're looking for another herd but they just like get kicked out of their group why did they get kicked out because they're bullies and they're a bull and they can't like a younger bull probably dominated him okay. one time he and probably can no longer like produce or mate so okay. he's kind of like worthless yeah. to the group yeah, yeah. so and another young food, bull so you gotta go yeah, yeah. and know? so when they get kicked out they don't stick around they just travel out. And so that was what that was. And so this full gypsy just came down and was traveling. And you would be actually look behind you. That's actually exactly where it was down in the, down in the bottom of that basin to the right is where we were camping. Yep. There to the right. Like we had come down that mountain and went to the right and the, and it was coming up that valley. Okay. And that valley turns and goes straight up. And that bull, we're like, where the fuck is that thing going, dude? And the, the biologist is like, oh, they'll just go up and over mountains. They will just cruise and just climb up and over the mountain. into, And they just keep going. They just keep going and keep going until who knows what happens. Yep. Well, and by nature, they're like an Ovis. We've talked about this before, right? That's like a, a mountain dwelling creature. Okay. Like like it's uh, a goat style. Yeah. I mean, obviously, it's down in the flats. It's on the slope, but they're totally capable how they're built to go like long, yeah, far up and over. Like they're they're actually more. I guess they they can physically like a, do more than what they look like they can do. Yeah. So, like the next day, we woke up and we just saw that thing is like it's climbing, tra- it's tracks, cli- climbed just, a mountain, dude. Just yeah. like went up and over yeah. like a sheet. Wow. It was crazy. And this thing was massive, dude. It was like the side of this table, dude. It well, the huge. silhouette of, in the dark was pretty creepy. Cause it was, yeah. And its it eyes like just looking at you, dude, when it's like with his, with his um, horns. Yeah. Was, yeah. Oh, my God, dude. That was. That's a good one because it was not threatening and whatsoever. 
But in the moment where the, the panicky trying to find your rifle and then safely like not pointing at each other and try to figure out what it is and all that shit spiraling through your head in that like 15 seconds or less. Yeah. yeah. And that was it, one of our... It was just this yeah. little I'd, fucking muskox cruising through. And that was like our third... It was one of our first like crazy mountain expeditions where you're going in for 10 days mm -hmm. deep. You know what I'm saying? You can travel. It was our second trip, but like you know, really 60 like of that magnitude. to 100 miles and you're just like exposed. Yeah. You know, you're 100% exposed. Um, and dude, it is amazing when you see like where Brandon's standing is like behind him is almost like if you look back at that picture, like there's another mountain if you towards us that's same as that one and you see grizzlies on the top of those things you'll see tracks on the top of those things you're like wow man these things are just insane where they can travel dude there's no limitations to where they can go zero so don't think that you're on the top of this thing and they're not coming up there yeah they're coming up there yeah, yeah. Want the tracks to. are right at the top yeah pretty crazy yeah good question <laughs> that's why i liked it. Like i was 20. like damn man he's asking lots, us lots of questions so <laughs> yeah we yeah. actually get to chat a lot yeah that it's was fun. good you got another one that stands out to you yeah it's it pretty is. recent oh really yeah well what episode did i tell the story i mean it's just it's still relatively relevant the the bear charge oh man yeah i had a pretty wicked um Let's not do the whole story because no, no, we did a lengthy 45 no, minutes. No, no, you did the awesome story with that. I'll make this one brief because you can actually listen to it on episode like 69. So, no. No. Nice. Seven or eight. Yeah. Anyway, I go into explicit detail on uh, yeah. our boy Chad and I went after a brown bear where he was planning to take him with a bow. So it was clearly an opportunity for a very close encounter and it ended up protecting a moose carcass that we didn't know it was on and it charged us and i had to shoot him and got him finally down at like 15 yards away it's charging you full charge yeah like eye to eye contact fully coming in mouth open like yeah yeah, yeah. that's traumatic wicked. yeah it was yeah, yeah very. it was yeah i got the picture of the bear right over there 70 we took him down episode 70 episode seven I think wow yeah. yeah you can get it like just get a listen if you want to get the full yeah absolutely and, it's and, an amazing 45 minute story yeah okay. yeah it's, it's good it's just i mean it's just like the reality of like you know going through the motions of um, the preparation of a hunt and then and then you know making a stock on an animal and then like the whole thing and then the tide turns yeah you know it was like that's what really is probably the biggest thing about like going after prey or going after game, yeah, like moose and caribou and things that are not really gonna attack you out of like apex predator behavior, just out of of fear or um, uh, defense. Yeah, I think this bear was doing something similar, but at the same time, he's he he is he is the big dick in his world. Like he yeah. he is the the apex predator, and so it was like a face to face encounter with something that was looking to do more than defend itself. It was actually like, yeah, you know, trying to take you out maliciously. Yeah. That's scary. So it was pretty wicked with that, like experience in a connection with an animal that, you know, it really was like his eye to eye contact. Yeah. You know, like, cause it looked at me and it looked at Chad. Yeah. Then it looked back at me and then it like came again and it was just like, it had, it was deliberate. In its intent, dude. yeah, it was like coming for that. I was like, "Wow, I bet still that exists." You know what I mean? In this world, 
I bet that that's pretty <clears throat> interesting, scary, like a mess of emotions. When, yeah, it was kind when, of, yeah. When you're looking at an it's animal. It's actually insanely calm in the moment, actually. When you're looking at, a, at an animal through a scope or you're looking at them at a distance, mm. you're, not, you're not seeing their eyes. You're not seeing no. like, and that's kind of like the window to the soul. You can see that there's emotions and there's intention when you're that close to something. Well said. How often do you think that you, um, I mean, it'd be cool to hear Daniel's answer too when he gets back, but um, how often do you think that you encounter that? You know, because yeah. it's about the hunt, and and you know, I grew up hunting, so I, I I understand that yeah that concept, and you know, you eat what you kill, all that stuff. Yeah. But like when you see an animal, uh, and you're like, oh, that's another living organism with like a brain and thoughts and you know, all that stuff. Even if even yeah. if they're kind of um, it's an animal like predatory like thoughts. But it, you know, I, I don't know. We don't know what a bear is thinking. You know, I mean, you like you said it's an organism. It's, yeah, and it's you, a you look at it right has... in the eyes, rather than like scoping it yeah. from a distance. Well, and I, I'm a firm believer in it has emotions. Yeah, and it has moods. Well, you can has, tell when when like a cub dies, and then you know how it reacts to that. Mm -hmm. You know, absolutely. Yep. How they're saddened by that. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it's very similar to what is, is very brutal, but I'm going to be candid and completely transparent. As a hunter, as, as somebody who enjoys going and taking game, mm -hmm. sometimes you injure an animal and you have to walk up to it and you have to finish it off in, yeah. in, in a way that you didn't intend for it to happen. And I'm good with just saying that. Like, anybody listening to this can, you know, say what they want to say about it, but the reality is it's... Your focus is to take an animal ethically and quick and, and to try and minimize its suffering, right? That's well, and also the, mercifully, right? Yeah. Well, totally. Yeah. Well, the like, reality with, is with all if, respect, you, if you but, do it many times, eventually it's not going to go as planned. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Eventually there's going to be, you're going to make a bad all shot. all the time, man. Go, yeah. I mean, it's just a lot of room for error and sometimes it gets you. Yeah. And it's very, very humbling to walk up to an animal that is alive but hurt badly. Mm-hmm. And it's looking you straight in your eye as you have to take its life. Yeah. That's, do, you, do you say anything? Uh, I cry. Yeah. I cry every time. I, I, really? I, yeah. I, I don't. Even I now. Yeah. The caribou, um, big game. Yeah. Not like salmon or fish or nothing like that. I don't cry, but I still, I will. Yeah. I will. I like to take a moment by myself with the animal. So Good question. And cry. So never thought it. about that. I don't cry, but yeah. I do say something. Like I shot a cow moose one time that was a bad shot, but I got her down and I had to walk up and Yeah. And I said, Sorry, old girl. And, yeah. And I said something beforehand. It was always like eye contact like fuck. Yeah. It just made you just it just hit your soul like mm, damn it. Yeah. Like this is this is where you're just like you're almost like questioning yourself, but, like, you're, but your it? instinct, and then you're like, I want this, and it's like. Well, it gets to a point where you've already committed, it, and you've already injured this animal, and now it's like you have to end the suffering. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I've been in that situation. It's really kind of being like, um, you're almost like figuring out a way to tell yourself it's okay to murder something. Yeah. If that's being like as real as it is that's, which, crude, which, that's which, the which, crudest it's very it's it. it doesn't feel right saying it mm -hmm. but in the moment if anybody's ever 
experienced it. It is what it feels like. And yeah. I think the fact that you go through all the work and effort and sacrifice to, to take the animal and harvest it and take it home and eat it and stuff, mm -hmm. that, that probably just kind of like washes away. Like it just kind of... It sticks it, with you, though. It, 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 it just kind of like puts, helps put it behind you and move on to the next phase of the process. Mm-hmm. Because you know you kind of have to cope with it, and then you got to keep moving forward. You got to you got to harvest it. You got to get out of here. Um, the deal with the bear was different because we didn't take an ounce of meat off that bear. We didn't. I didn't eat anything off that bear. We were not going to eat anything off that bear, even taking it with the bow and arrow. Mm -hmm. Our full intention was to go and take the brown bear because it, there's a reg registration permit allowed for the bears. There are not a lot of bears taken out of that area, mm -hmm. and. I feel like to take a bear out of there, you're doing your part. And this is obviously, you know, just one little thing to that thing slaughtering moose, that thing slaughtering other animals. Like you taking one out of there, it's not a justification for taking it, but you're helping. That's why they have the registration tag available. Mm -hmm. At least that's the Well, that's because logic there's, a, there's, behind a, there's it. abundance yeah. of one animal that is dominating all the other animals. And eventually, it's going to get rid of all the other animals if you do not um, quell or, you know, help by taking some of those away. Mm -hmm. And that's the science behind it. But Well, it's the same uh, as, like, stopping fishing for kings because everyone's fishing for kings. And now there's no more kings. You know what I'm saying? It's the same thing. We're just doing it to ourselves now. Well, mm -hmm. and it was, it was crazy because it was like that animal looked you in your eye and then I killed it. Mm -hmm. And then it was like more of a relief. And then there was, it was weird because like I normally like think the, think the animal, think the, you just feel like you kind of have to like take a moment and reminisce and be like, wow, man, like, usually, thank you. Usually you're the predator in that situation. Yeah. The so turn. it was, it was not that it was just, it was crazy. Cause like until you just asked that question and we talked about this. I didn't even think about the fact that I didn't think anything for it like I normally do. Mm -hmm. you, you, I was thankful for just surviving it. Mm. So I think maybe just that like survival instinct part of it just took over because I I don't know. That's a, that's kind of crazy now mm -hmm. that I've kind of compartmentalized or whatever with that. You want to cry? No, no, I'm good. <laughs> but I mean, I can tell you that it is a very, very unique uh, experience in life to connect with an animal yeah definitely you know, in a wild with a wild animal especially when it's potential for a life to be taken yeah i think that every time that so me and carrie go to zoos mm -hmm. we just we like going to zoos yeah um i guess without, without getting into any of the i don't know a lot of people don't like zoos you know, um, the, um there's, oh, but there's say, see the Denver Zoo, for example, is very ethical. They have, uh, they they move the animals around. They um, they have new environments all the time, and yeah. a lot of times, like these are these are animals that would have died otherwise, right? Yes. So, like, so putting that aside, um, we we like going to to zoos, but it's really tough for me to look at the great apes because when you look in their eyes. Mm. There is something there that is identifiable with how we think about things. You know, mm. maybe they're a little bit more like primitive as far as our standards go. You know, they're not like making an iPhone, yeah. you know, but like you can look in their eyes as they're laying down. Their emotions are seen through their eyes. And, and you can, you can tell that at least it, it 
feels like or it seems like they might be thinking something similar, mm. you know, and that's that's kind of wild to me. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, I don't like zoo. And same I've with cats. I feel the same way with apes, and I feel the same way with, like, big cats, like yeah. tigers and lions. I'm like, oh, man. You seen them bottled up, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're as wild as it gets. Man, I've never actually seen, like, an ape. I've never been to, like, a cool zoo outside of Alaska. What's the coolest zoo you've been to? San Diego? We went to the zoo. Denver, the Denver Zoo is incredible. Denver Zoo. Um, but what did we, we went to the zoo. It was, like, one of the first zoos in the world in, like, I think maybe Vienna. And that was, that was pretty crazy. That was really cool. Um, but I always like seeing giraffes. Um, they're just, they're just such cool animals. Um, apes, I love seeing apes and like, it's really a great apes, I should say. And like, when you're, when you're looking at them, you're just like, it's mesmerizing. It's almost like, you know, humans have been looking at fire for like thousands and thousands and thousands of years and we're never sick of it. You know? I mean, there's even an, there's even mesmerizing. Yeah. Yeah, It was like, it was like the first version of a TV, you know, like that was our first Mm. TV as humans and we're looking at it and we're still mesmerized by it, by it to this day, you know? And so I kind of get that similar feeling when I'm looking at an ape, I'm like, there's something, there's something else there. And it's, uh, I mean, I can't like, I can't even like articulate it when I'm thinking about it, but there's like, there's something, there's something that's there with, with a great ape that I don't, you know, I don't know just yet. Is, is the great ape one particular ape or is that like a group of, yeah, there's like a, like a silverback. Um, I think chimpanzees. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it's like, it's like a, a category. Okay. Category. It's like the, the orange ones with the big gray face. I love those Um, ones. Yeah. I don't, Orangutan, yeah, orangutan. That's what I meant. Not yes. chimpanzees. Orangutans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Silverbacks. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Is um, snowboard culture still rad? I think that what happens to things that start off as core and cool, and it feels like this special little conversation that you're a part of. Uh, with this like small intimate group, once that becomes big and more accessible, uh, again it's like a, another double-edged sword, where you know accessibility is always great, right? But then it makes it inevitably like uh, less cool, you know, because you get um, less exclu- exclusivity. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It, it, less exclusive, less like part of this this club for uh maybe outcasts and misfits you know mm. when you have a school that coaches kids every year for like decades like stratton mountain school for example in vermont and they're like it's maybe it's like a little bit of a, an assembly line and they're just pumping out these these snowboarders that kind of have the same style and everything like that and it's not like you know, you don't have somebody like Scotty Whitlake, who's like his own you know, individual person, or Terry Hawkinson, and like those those people, they they became the type of people that they are and rode how they are because of like a natural inclination, rather than being taught by like this prescribed like here's here's the uh, here's the syllabus. This is how you're going to be a pro snowboarder. Mm. You know, mm. they just they just did it because they wanted to do it, and there's still snowboarders like that. 
But when you open something up and allow everybody to do it, and maybe not allow, but the accessibility, right? The entrance level is is easier. Um, you know, you don't you don't no longer do you have to like be kind of brave enough to walk into a snowboard and skateboard shop where people are going to eye you and kind of like judge you, you know, yeah. and you're like, I'm going to get a skateboard or a snowboard. And it's going to, in your, in your brave in that moment, rather than just going like, I'm going to sports authority and getting, yeah. you know, getting a Burton and there's nothing wrong with that. But I think that, that it does make it less cool. Has all the, um, has it peaked? Has it, Every trick that could be done, every different ride that could be ridden, every trick that could be done, has it happened already? No. No. You, there, you think there's room for some like yeah. new um, rider that's just going to be like, wow. Well, we didn't know that we could too. do this. You know what I'm saying? Like, we haven't seen this before. It comes down to style, too. So okay. it's like, you know, um, how you do the trick, not necessarily like the trick that you're doing so even competition culture right now it's like who can do a double or triple or quadruple cork that's how the cab nine was back when like i was coming up it's like who whoever did the cab nine like they they're probably won the competition you know yeah and so none of that has really changed but when you're filming for a snowboard video or you're doing something that adds a little bit more like individuality rather than trying to appease judges. Yeah. Then that's, you know, did that's you watch, when it gets back to core. Did you watch, I mean, kind of the same, but did you watch the Tony Hawk? I did. Doc? Yeah. Dude, that, that documentary like affected me. You know, there's, me too. I forget, uh, just how I love watching. Like, I thought the intro was and how they transitioned that intro to the outro. Where he's just trying that tr to do the last. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I was like, it. You know what it did to me? Was that the double? He or was trying nine. to do the nine hundred. Yeah. I want to say again. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, um, people listening, you gotta go. What, dude? It there's, is like there's the dude who you feel you leave it feeling like, I don't know, man. I felt like I think it's an insight into. I mean, to me, I wasn't. So many people, I think, can be jealous of that lifestyle. But watching that, you're not jealous at all. It's like watching. It, so there's okay. So the part that I, I, I'm trying to, I would kept trying to bring up, because um, I'm just getting excited, <laughs> um, is <laughs> the part where um, the one of the skaters is in the pool, right? Like he's and he's mm -hmm. being interviewed in the pool, and he's like that shit that those football players have, and he's referring to CTE, mm -hmm. you know, uh, traumatic brain injury. He's like. I know we have that, mm. you know? And so seeing this person who's still like cognizant and, you know, his, 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 his like mental functions and abilities are still there, but then knowing that he's going to be one of those, yeah. it's like, it's, it. it's eerie and it's yeah. scary. And I think that that's maybe, at, at least for me, that's maybe the emotion that you're referring to. It's yeah. like, that's scary. And, you know, he's probably going to, potentially die from that, you know, yeah. kind of going a little bit crazy because you didn't care about your body or yeah. your brain at that point. Or maybe we just didn't know also, you know, yeah, punch drunk boxer almost. In yeah. A way. Yeah. Where, or, you know, like a football player who's mm -hmm. just like, doesn't know what's happening to them and you're kind of going crazy, you know? Yeah. And that's scary. Yeah. That one touched me good, man. Yeah. Have you seen that one? No. You should, mm -hmm. man. It's, no, I, it's I, a, I know about a, it, but I haven't taken the time to watch it. 
Man, you're right, too, because, <clears throat> you know, there was that huge um, push of attention that was on post-traumatic, you know, brain injuries from the NFL, right? And then, obviously, mm-hmm. there's other huge sports involved, hockey, um, you know, soccer's huge. Um, but there was, like, underrated sports, like collegiate competitive cheerleading Okay, was, like, the leader. Really? Oh, because they fall. Because of the they... falls. Oh, wow. And I injuries. Didn't know that. Yeah, dude. It was like, if you wanted to, like, go to brass tacks, like, it was like, there was other sports. Yeah. Figure skating. Where, yeah, like, where there's people smashing their heads. Hockey back and, in the day. And dealing with, you know, long-term effects from it. Yeah. You know, much, much more than, it's just that one just is the big dog that makes all the money. Yeah. So, it gets more attention, but. That's oh. crazy, because, like, skateboarding makes total sense. Like, <clears throat> in the 90s, Late eighties, nineties, when I moved from Wasilla to Anchorage, dude, the homies down the street had the half pipe in their driveway, mm-hmm. oh. and it was like skater shit was going down. Like oh, I think, yeah. I think that was the beginning of when it really took off. BMX, skateboarding, <clears throat> um, dirt biking was like what eighty five to like ninety, and then into the nineties, right? I mean, I yeah. I'm, yeah, 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 right. I mean, I just remember kids. Everybody in the neighborhood skated. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And I remember kids just like airing out that thing, just coming off the out of nowhere and just eating it so hard, dude. Mm-hmm. And I think about a kid doing it like professionally. And that was before for a long helmets. period of time. Like, <laughs> how helmets. many times did you just, yeah. as long as it wasn't bleeding, you like shook off the 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 fuzz yeah, and you got it off. Yeah, and you just went out and just hit the rail again, right? Yeah. Oof. No, it's like a cautionary tale too. That mm. that documentary. It's like. It, it almost makes Tony Hawk like this, he, like a tragic figure now. It you did. know, he's he's mm. he's like stuck in a loop, and and we're watching it, and he's still trying to do this nine, and it's a little bit sad, and and it's also like a little bit heroic, but mm. who who is he without skateboarding? You know, that's what's going through his mind. And you're like, holy shit, yeah, and that touched. I like to cry when I, I like to cry when I watch movies and things like that. And that was one where I like cried. And yeah. then I was like, how old was dude. he when he did that? He when did it during the X games. Um, and what was cool about that is it's a competition and they were just like, he's learning a new trick. He's progressing right here on like live television. Let's allow him to land this 900. And he did. And it was just like, I mean, it's one of those like, sports moments that'll live forever and so when you when you look at that and you kind of like juxtapose it with 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 that documentary and him trying to do the nine again it's like uh i I mean it's 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 kind of sad that's the takeaway i got yeah from it because he wasn't able to land it again no he ended up doing it oh Oh. Or just leaving just it. Just I mean, it. Sorry. No, that's fine. <laughs> or even just allowing that to be. You know, like they're, they're, like he did it in the past. Like it's done. Like to age gracefully, but yeah. to be stuck. Like I said, stuck in a loop. Like that to me is frightening. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and I think when you're at that like level of self competition and just a a life of competition and always trying to. I mean, when you start when you're like 12. Yeah, and I mean, you you're, if you're fixated on doing something that people say you can't do, I think that that it culminates uh, like a, a 
a, a trend of behavior where you you have to do it until it's done. Yeah, like you're gonna kill yourself until I do this thing. And even if he lands that, I mean, he yeah, he lands it. What's next? I mean, does yeah, he, like, he want to do I mean, it again? Does yeah. he want to? Is the tank ever full, man? Yeah, like, yeah. And then mm. then you see then you see like his relationship between him and his son. And I don't know if you caught onto this or if maybe I was like, uh, I don't know interpreting it wrongly but I, I saw with his son riley i'm like he is behaving differently like he seems a little quiet he seems a little like like there's some childhood trauma there you know mm. with his relationship with his dad yeah. and to me i i was just kind of reading between the lines and being like okay if tony hawk is that competitive and that laser focused on his career and these tricks that nothing else exists outside of that, then of course there's going to be some neglect, you yeah. know? And that's, oh, that's, yeah, totally. that's what I was interpreting from that when they had like that short interview with Riley. And I was like, so, okay. So, so to, to expand this, like that's, that's like when I'm watching Tony Hawk and, and, uh, um, Stacy Peralta, dude. Stacy Peralta in that is like a freaking hero. I loved every time that, that he was favorite, on there. That yeah. was my favorite guy on yeah. there, dude. He was just so real, and he had so much knowledge. Yep. And and so looking at him, is he I'm an think, older skater or yeah, yeah. He's like okay. Dogtown of the Z Boys. Yeah. Okay. And so when I'm watching that, I'm thinking of like the dudes, like the snowboard dudes that were around, uh, like Farmer, like mm -hmm. uh, like uh, Nick Parada, um, like those dudes back in the day. And I'm thinking like. Like th these guys were coming up kind of alongside those guys, but they were doing it snowboarding wise. Right. And yeah. then talking to those guys and those guys, I, I love those old movies still. I love being able to be able to interview them. And to me, it's just a complete honor. Um, but when I'm watching that documentary, I'm thinking about those guys too. It's like, like the era. What, yeah. Like what the <clears throat> fuck did we do to ourselves back then? You know? Yeah. And it's, it's again, it's just scary. Is there a newer um, video that stands out? Is there a new snowboard video or skate video? Like, I haven't seen or heard of one. Do they still do I wouldn't say <laughs> I, nationally. I'm not checking for that, but locally. Yeah. Um, I want to say the last one that came out was with uh, Old Man Blevins ones. They did it at the Beartooth. Oh, yeah, that um, exposure movie? I, I think that's what yeah, it's yeah. called. Has there been one? That was a while back, right? Has there been anything since? Is there something bubbling that you, I mean, you're probably you locally. Yeah, there is. I, I forget the names of them. Um, there's some dudes out of, or, you know, a group crew out of Fairbanks that are coming out with a video. They're traveling right now, like premiering it. That one looks cool. Um, is it snowboarding or so much skateboarding skateboarding? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, who's that, that snow machiner, uh, wage um do you guys know him he's he's a younger dude just absolutely kills it at snow machining um i don't think that he, okay so i don't know if they have a video but he's always posting clips on instagram and just he's going huge he's he's like kind of the next generation what's his name of alaska snow machiner what's Here, his instagram i'll look it up right now i guess the last one that i saw that caught my eye was awaken I don't know much about those guys, but it seemed like they I were like Fairbanks. trying to create. I think it is too. They're creating uh, some sort of emotional machine style, kind of a combo. 
Oh, man, I am not finding him. I'm sorry. If you're listening to this, I apologize. But he's sick. So there is. There is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, what's the last one? That I could think of the local ones? Um, I, I guess maybe maybe that exposure one. Right? That was the last one? That was a while back. As far as, like, a big... I premiere. mean, like they're having a premiere. Like, I mean, yeah. dude, it, in my mind, like the days when the snowboarding, the snow, you guys, borderline was doing the premieres at the Fourth Avenue Theater. Like, I tell tourists all the time, I was like, I've been in there lots of times. Yeah, yep. I've performed in there. I've That's jumped up st- stages in there. Like, <laughs> yeah. I've done a lot of debauchery in that building. <laughs> right there, like I vividly remember you guys pulling up in the white limo, and we're gonna we're like selling cds or we're gonna do some show in there and it's just like yeah it just seems like that is not around anymore but so i've had this conversation with jesse bertner who um he he did think Thank, he did jb deuce mm-hmm. uh videos with with jason borgstead and when i had uh jesse bertner on crude like i think it was like episode 19 and i'm talking to him and I'm kind of like, I'm reminiscing about those old days, but then also a little, uh, like, bum that they don't exist anymore. And he's like, what you have to understand, and I'm paraphrasing, I don't remember exactly like verbatim what he said, but he, he was like, that wasn't normal. You know, that, that may have seemed normal because he grew up in it, and, mm. and like, you know, it lasted for as long as it did. And that was a lot of my life. But if you look at what happened before 1989 with maybe like G and B skate out of, uh, the Valley, but that was like very, uh, core and like small, you know, mm-hmm. nothing like borderline has ever existed before or even since even after. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No like, way. And so, no. so, so he's like, you have to, you have to really think about it that way, rather than being like, like why, why, why doesn't it exist still? You know. Do you think it's the same way with hip hop? I think hip hop's a little different because so in Alaska, there, um, it's such a transient state, right? And and I think that that affects individual generations um, because either they stay or they go, and if they stay. Again, kind of what I was talking about earlier, fitting into that slipstream of how things operate here, the type of people that come here, mm-hmm. and just accepting that, and then and either you're you're into that or you're not into that. Um, but um, so things are constantly changing. It's like maybe maybe even not evolving in Alaska, just like it's just changing, right? Because yeah. there's there's people coming in and out constantly, right? It's a revolving door a lot of times. Whereas if you're talking about hip hop, you're talking about the hip hop culture, things are actually evolving evolving for better or for worse, depending on your own tastes, right? Like if we're sitting here talking about Mob Deep, but I don't like Young Thug, but that's where it, it is right now, yeah, right. But there are still people making that type of uh, mob deep Capone Noriega music, um, that are putting it out like independently, you know, but that's yeah. not, that's not part of the machine right now. That's not part of what you're hearing on the radio. But do you feel like, like to make a uh, comparison, like the borderline days and those, those days in the nineties and maybe early 2000 to me was like the golden 
era of snowboarding like it was new and people were coming into it and it was like so popular and it was like oh man we get the snowboard in Alaska now and it's like that was the golden era and is it has it will be will there be another you mean in Alaska in general I guess yeah just well, Alaska too industry? but yeah I, I think or is that, it like moved on to like squirrel suits and like that's a whole oh, other, you know what I'm gotcha. saying? It, it could to be the next crazy thing. To me, that was part of shop culture. I don't know if shop culture, like snow and skate shop culture, mm, if that yeah. really, I think that, that it, it could potentially be on its way out. But then there could be a resurgence like we were talking about with records going up 3,000%. Like maybe people being like, I'm sick of everything being so virtual. I want to go in. I don't yeah, know. Like blue you know? and gold, you know, you can go down and get a yeah, board. Yeah, blue or and gold's great. And, and my brothers, shop still. My brothers, Jake and Derek, uh, run Borderline Legacy out of Juno. Yeah. Um, yes. But everyone's kind of has their own pocket, you know. And I don't, mm. I don't, I don't think that. I, I shouldn't say I don't think because things can surprise us, right? Totally. But I'm not Everybody sure. Everybody likes the old days, so they'll try to bring stuff back. And ne- nostalgia is dangerous. This, yeah. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that Good way to say it. Um, to have I don't borderline couldn't exist today in the way that it existed in 1989 to what 2004 or something like that. There yeah. were so many things that you know maybe talk about insurance. Insurance is just outrageous for. Uh, a snowboard or a jib competition like out in the streets like the one that happened in Indo where my dad built like this big structure with a rail going down the middle of these stairs and two hubbas on the side which are boxes <laughs> and that was just right out front of Indo behind you know the bush company yeah yeah um, <laughs> I've never for, been there just for some geographical <laughs> markers but that right there and then there oh, was like scaffold, one. scaffolding in the back that people dropped in from that that would probably cost I don't know, like $100,000 for insurance or something. But my, the way my dad did is like, uh, it's better to ask for forgiveness yeah. than, than permission. permission yeah. And so that's what he did, you know? <laughs> I think that if you did that, like say if Blue and Gold, and I don't know what Jason's doing, so but this is a hypothetical, right? Um, if, he, if he did that and just, you know, threw caution to the wind and didn't do insurance... I think that that wouldn't be good for him, you know, and, it, yeah, and, and no the way, way that he's doing it's like that way that my dad was doing it maybe wasn't like the smartest way to do it sometimes, you know, but for that time it worked. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm saying. Like when you try to replicate things that were very time and place, um, not all the time can you be like, oh, I want to do that in 2022. Yeah. Just can't happen. Yeah. Nope. You have to, and you have to pivot. You have to do something different. That's equally as cool. And I think that that's what, what Borgstead and my brothers, Borgstead's doing here in Anchorage and my brothers are doing in Juneau. Yeah. Man, big shout out to them too, man. Just keeping it alive, dude. It's so cool to be able to like take my kids to that store in Anchorage at Blue and Gold and like, cause they're into that, dude. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And they're just as into the fly shop, mm-hmm. you know, Mountain View next door, dude. It's like two next to each other. It's like, we got the winter stuff. And we got the summer stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like, boom, for boom, sure. boom. Yeah, it's cool. I like that. What do you have? Um, what's next on the crude deal? I, for a while now, again with like the slipstream, right? Just like I'm doing this and um, 
whatever this is presently, you know, with crude conversations, that podcast with Chatter Marks, um, just focusing on that. Um, Chatter Marks is actually about to be on the radio, so that'll be cool. So like oh, they're, right they're, they're picking it up. Uh, AM, I hope. Uh, KMBA. They have an AMB. They have an AM two seven fifty, right? And um, I actually got an email today from KSUA, which is the the uh, college radio station in Fairbanks. So they were like, mm. "Let's do it." So, so like, kind of that's the next step right now. But as far as like super long term, I try to just go day to day, week to yeah. week, you know, month to month. Not think about the whole year because I did do that with the magazine. And I'd wake up. I did it early on in the magazine. And I'm like, all right, I need to, you know, I need to finish a magazine. And that's like overwhelming. And so then I was, I I started coming up with what would eventually be kind of my personal motto of small goals. So today I'm doing this. Yeah. And, you know, tomorrow I'm doing this. And on Friday, the end of the week, the podcast will be done. And it'll be out, you know? Yeah. That's great. <laughs> that was a great it. answer, dude. Yeah, that's good. No, that's good because it, it is. You start thinking too far ahead and it's like, man. You seize up. I got to yeah. get this shit yeah. done by next yeah, week. Keep it, <laughs> you know, you want to have like the 30,000 foot view, but every once in a while, stay in the 10,000. Yeah. yeah. You know. What's more realistic, right? Well, yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. things, things are constantly changing. And so if you're like, I'm going to finish this by the end of 2022, it's like, I don't know everything that's going to happen. Hell no. And things you know, are always going to change. But focusing on what I can do today is pretty manageable. Yeah. 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 Well said. Good answer. Do you have a, um, like a really badass guest or an interview you're looking forward to you're trying to land right now? I Without giving up too much info, is there something in... I mentioned Kim Rich oh. at the very beginning. I, I've been trying to get her forever, oh, okay. and, and she's like yeah, super did. willing, right. and yeah. she's stoked. Uh, but she's a journalism teacher in yeah. New Orleans, and badass answer, dude. And she she was just busy, so so our schedules actually matched up um, last week, and I interviewed her. So I'm really I, I, I like reading, and so um, when I read Johnny's Girl, I was like, this is it's just such an incredible book. Uh, came out in like 93, so I'm pretty late, you know, like on yeah. reading it. Um, but it was, it's just like, yeah, if you haven't read Johnny's Girl, read it. Okay, Johnny's yeah. Girl. What's a movie that we got to watch? A movie? Let's see. Uh, yeah, me and Carrie watch a lot of movies. Okay, so I, I mentioned Frank and Hooker. Yes. You guys got to watch okay, that. Okay, Frank and Hooker. Yeah. Okay. Uh, now, what's an album we got to hear? An album? Frank and <laughs> also uh the offer on oh i, I heard that's good. it's incredible it's like one of my favorite that's a movie yeah it's so it's about the making of godfather oh, yes and oh, awesome. and like i mean francis ford coppola is just like apocalypse now i rewatched that like maybe two years ago and i was like this movie because i i've seen it a couple times but i'm like this movie is just unbelievable it's just an incredible movie. And then, you know, he's got... So this movie's about Godfather. Francis Ford Coppola directed that one, too. So he's yeah. his, his, you know, his library is just insane. Um, but The Offer is awesome. The Offer. And that's a television show. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let's see. My Spotify playlist. Um, What's the most liked song that you play? I really like Slain. Are, are you familiar with Slain? Uh-uh. He's a rapper out of Boston. 
Uh, he's got a thick Boston accent. He was in the movie The Town with okay. Ben Affleck. Okay. Oh, yeah. He's like the heavier guy that's got like no hair. He's like the buddy that that's there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's okay. Slain. Yeah. So he's, he's, he's like also in this new movie, well, new-ish movie, Ida Red, that's like kind of gritty and uh, yeah. But he's, he's good. I, I always like him. He comes out with a new CD pretty soon. You know, I actually listen to a lot of other stuff besides rap music. So, uh, I like, I like, what, uh, what do you mean? <laughs> Why would you do that? <laughs> oh, he I mentioned, really loves country. He was mentioning that. <laughs> yeah, I was mentioning the bathroom. Like that new Toby Keith was fire. Uh, fire. <laughs> that TK fire. But that, that, that new John Connor is really good. John okay, Connor yeah, yeah, is sick. John Connor. And here's the thing is I like I like lyrical rap What about music. local? Local? Ooh, anything I new? I don't know if I've heard anything local recently. Honestly, like what's I kind of dorky is I, I, I'm a big fan of Arctic Flow. You know, like I, I love. Well, you're about to have a new CD. I'm on. <laughs> B-side. New to you. Yeah. <laughs> so that will probably be my new favorite CD. <laughs> right on. Cody, thanks for coming in, man. Wait, I have an idea oh, you to end it? this, right? Okay. So oh, go I for went it. to the bathroom, and I, I wanted to get back to this, but Andre Spinelli, right? Yeah. We were talking about him. My homie. And he just said, I don't know if I can just put this. Yeah, you can. To the to, to here, but. Um, or you could Bluetooth it. Yeah, I could do that, yeah. Yeah, Bluetooth. Yeah, maybe let's do Bluetooth. Yeah, go so. Bluetooth uh, Roadcaster. Road? Yeah. <laughs> let's see. Uh, what's the Bluetooth It's name? It's going to be Roadcaster. Let's see. Pathfinder? No, that's the no. music box. Well, let me make sure I'm not on anymore. Yeah, Roadcaster Pro. Oh, hold on, let me press it. There it goes. There it goes. Yeah. Okay. Here it comes. Okay. So, just to preface this, Andre Andre Spinelli sent me this and he said, Gabby hasn't heard the podcast, but this is what she thinks is probably what it sounds like. So this is Gabby is Andre Spinelli's wife Mm -hmm. and she's sitting on a couch right here, just like super comfy looking. (laughs) And, and this is her impression of what she thinks he sounds like on the recent episode of crude. Okay. Andre Sorelli, you know, I'm just bored in taking care of my family. I'm into building homes and, you know, just slinging it, just killing it every day, just work hard for my family, my friends, you know. I'm into biking, hardcore biking, Utah, Udo, anywhere. It's awesome. And I, you know what? I also am a big fan of beef stroganoff. <laughs> I love it. AK. <laughs> I love it, AK. <laughs> Drop the mic on Strogi off, dude. <laughs> the beef Strogi. Dude, my wife made the meanest pot of Strogi just fucking uh, Sunday night, dude. Straight oh, up. Man, oh, the Strogi. The Stroganator. <laughs> That's great. Thanks for sharing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Big J. <laughs> uh Thanks for coming in, Cody. What a good way to yeah. finish it, Thanks man. for, for being uh, a, a real like media p- pioneer. 
I want to say in my in my eyes nice. um, you, as far as like just trying to um, put your voice out there um, whether it was written or in magazines or in videos or in posts or now in podcasts and whatever the future holds for you I feel like you've opened a lot of doors for us and for other people that are out there trying to um, get these voices out there and, and the Alaska culture out there, um, which we love and hold dear to our heart. So we yeah. appreciate you and, and keep doing it, man. We love it. Right on. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, man. You, you were, I was just sharing a quick story with Daniel before you came in that when I got introduced to podcast, which is not too long ago, but, uh, Daniel turned me on to your podcast, uh, three, four years ago, mm-hmm. probably. Yeah. At least if not longer, Anyway, we talked about this on a sheep on one time. We're out in the woods. I'm like, man, it'd be fun to do a podcast. Cool. Talk about it. And then I he turns me on to your podcast, and I listen to it, and I'm like, damn, an Alaska-based podcast can sound this good? <laughs> I was like, it can be done. It made me a believer. So uh, it's an inspiration, man. Right like on, what man. you've done and what, you, what you're doing. Um, I don't think we'd necessarily be here sitting at this beautiful table in this cool studio it wasn't for inspirational figures like yourself that uh, make us feel like it's possible. So thank you. Yep. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Thank Hell you. Oh, yeah, man. You've been a great help. Keep it up. Big time. Alaska, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Check in, check into uh, Crude Mag on Instagram, Crude Mag on the on the internet webs. Um, definitely Chattermarks and all the uh, other podcasts that are coming out. And we appreciate you all and stay wild. You remember my speaking to you of what I call your overcautiousness. Are you not overcautious when you assume that you cannot do what the enemy is constantly doing? The Alaska Wild Project podcast is brought to you by the following sponsors. Barney Sports Chalet, supplying hunters with the best hand-selected gear since 1963. The exclusive home of Frontier Gear, built for the rugged Alaskan terrain. Your one-stop shop for all your outdoor needs. Visit Barney's today at 906 West Northern Lights. Arbor Digital, the forefront of digital assets, cryptocurrencies, and wealth management. Providing a low-cost, research-based investment strategy for Alaskans looking to invest their hard-earned money. Visit arborcapital.io today to put your money to work. Tailored Restoration 24-Hour Emergency Home Services. Helping Alaskans restore their dreams since 1972. Services include fire, water, mold, post-emergency cleaning, repair, and remodeling. Give them a call in Anchorage, Eagle River, Matsu, or Fairbanks. Hit them up at tailoredrestorationalaska.com. Total Truck and Alaska Overlander, Alaska's premier supplier for custom automotive accessories and overlanding products. Providing all-inclusive rental vehicles and trailers, custom outfitted to explore the Alaskan backcountry with a unique and convenient traveling experience. Serrano's Mexican Grill, two locations, one on Tudor, one on Northern Lights. The Northern Lights location has their new tequila bar. Check it out. Also see their daily specials at serranosmexicangrill.com. TheTreeHouseAK.com, located at 341 Boniface Parkway, Alaska's own and grown cannabis and CBD store. Ask the bud tender what the strain of the day is to get your 10% off. The Treehouse, where the culture lives. The Connoisseur Lounge, Alaska's premier locally owned and operated cannabis retailer, located in the heart of Palmer, Alaska. Their cultivated products include Snowcap Romance, Aurora Haze, Super Glue, and much more. Find them at theconnoisseurlounge.net. 
AKO Farms, located in Sitka, Alaska, built from the ground up with concentrates as their single motivation, with exclusive products such as their sugar wax, full-spectrum diamond sauce cards, and more. Ask your local bud tender about AKO. Marijuana has intoxicating effects and may be habit-forming and addictive. Marijuana impairs concentration, coordination, and judgment. Do not operate a vehicle or machinery under the influence. There are health risks associated with consumption of marijuana. For the use of only by adults 21 and older, keep out of the reach of children, and marijuana should not be used by women who are pregnant or breastfeeding. The Bait Shack, located on Ship Creek upstream of the bridge. Can't miss the bright red shack. They are the go-to fishing gear rental and guide service on Ship Creek. Tight lines and fish on. Come hook into the action with them. Hit them up at thebaitshackak.com. Anchor Town Dogs, located on 4th Avenue across from the old 4th Avenue Theater. Look for the blue and gold umbrella. From reindeer dogs to bomb euros, they've got you covered. Anchor Town Dogs, your local gourmet hot dog and sausage cart. Crude Magazine, Alaska-based media outlet using the last frontier as a springboard to discover larger truths about the cultures of our great state. Read more at crudemag.com. Lawn Pro AK, Alaska's year-round professional property maintenance team. Services include snow and ice management, weekly lawn care, and more. Get your free estimate today at lawnproak.com. Double Shovel Cider Company, located off of Arctic and 58th, handcrafted Alaskan-made colonial ciders. They also have a tap room downtown on the corner of 5th and E. Stop by today and taste an award-winning cider. Lady with a Plan, your own Alaska event planner. From scouting the perfect location to planning the tiniest details. Specializing in event management and production for intimate social gatherings. Find Lady with a Plan on Instagram. Should you not claim to be at least his equal in prowess and act upon the claim? I say try. If we never try, we shall never succeed. This proposition is a simple truth. And it's too important to be lost sight of for a moment. If we cannot beat the enemy where he now is, we never can. It is all easy if our troops march as well as the enemy. And it is unmanly to say they cannot do it.